Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, not only to the newest installment of your favorite horror movie review podcast and all the known multiverse, dead and lovely, but to the first episode of dead and lovely in the great year of 2019. We're in the future. Remember on the early episodes when we mm-hmm. couldn't like figure out how to record stuff and we had to go back and re-record as yeah. future Ben and Steve a bunch yeah. of times? Yeah, that was us from this year. Holy shit. Yeah, we had to go back in time from 2019. Okay, that's pretty To the sick. far back days of 2017. Oh my lord of mercy. Those darkened times. Man, alive. Well, what a, what a joyous new year. Apparently, you know, we will have just recorded a, a live stream. Yep, through that is occurring channel. tomorrow. Yeah, dude. Remember how sick it's going to be? What? Yeah. I'm I do remember fucked up. how sick it may have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of people were like commenting, this is possibly sick in the future. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Which is now for us. Which is now for us. Yeah, they said that. I wasn't sure how to respond. I wasn't either. Yeah, but thanks for everyone who, who tuned in and tuned mm-hmm. out and rung in the new year. I'm yep. not typically a big New Year's man, as I've mentioned, so it's kind of yeah. nice to have something where it's like, cool, an excuse to stay home. Right, and, and to not be on the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just don't want to be out there on that road. You don't go down that road. Don't drive on that road. I'm Jimmy Stewart. Don't go uh, down hey. that damn road. <laughs> I'm going to take you to Washington. Talk a long time. It's all a filibuster. Deal with it. As we record this, it is now New Year's Eve Eve. Right. Steve, right. how is your Crimbus? Um, it's Crimbusy. Yeah. I mean, um, I saw, I saw on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. I saw my mom and and uh, side of that family. Okay. Yeah. Hung out with my nieces. It was fun. Tight. We made some popcorn. Colored. Uh, this actually sounds pretty okay. It was. Yeah. It, it sounds was, all right. I enjoyed myself. I also got uh, some Christmas gifts. I got some socks, as I've talked about in Fuck the past. Yeah. Love them. Got a couple new shirts. Okay. I, was, I was happy with it. And I got then, myself some flannels. I'm very happy about yeah. that. Yeah. Then Christmas Day, I did nothing. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Did you seriously just like wake up whenever you wanted to? Mm-hmm. Woke up whenever I wanted to. Just watch TV. Emily was at work. I wow. I spent the day mostly just uh, preparing for. Um, I think. Preparing for our videos that were coming up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we just recorded some videos before this, mm-hmm. and so we were doing a best of our own podcast. Yeah, uh-huh. And so it was Very going through... self-filating. Well, every podcast <laughs> does a best of. You don't do a podcast unless you think you have the best thoughts. I so. mean, once you get... Clo- we're almost at 100 episodes. Once you get close to 100 episodes and somebody says, you should listen to this podcast, yeah. a lot of people go... Where do I start? Where? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So a best start of the is best a good stuff, place to start. Yeah. It's a good call, man. It's a good call. Yeah. So I've, I've been just working. Christmas was great, though. Just relaxing. Good. Not doing much of anything. That sounds pretty all right. Yeah. How about you? Uh, it was Yeah, it was good. Just fucking exhausting. I mean, Christmas is always great, but just so fucking busy because we kind of have like a big Christmas Eve thing. We have a Christmas morning thing. We have a Christmas evening thing. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. And a Christmas middle of the day thing too. (sighs) Yeah. So, you know, really the greatest gifts that I think I I received this year Uh were the morning of Christmas Eve 
we had a vet appointment that we were supposed to take the dog to. That was okay. like at fucking nine something in the morning. Now this is after we stayed up to like five or so recording that Home Alone episode right. last week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So stayed up till fucking four or five in the morning and then we're supposed to be taking the dog into the vet at like nine something. And uh, my wife let me sleep in and skip Aww. the vet appointment. So she did that herself, which was the greatest gift of all. That is very kind. Yes. It uh-huh. was amazing. And then I also uh, took a nap wow. after Christmas morning uh, breakfast. You can tell how old we are when the nap is the best part. Took a nap and I'm like, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So those are those are my favorite gifts, I think. But no, I got some other cool stuff too. Yeah, I got some good shirts and that's cool stuff like that. Got a bottle of some some cool uh, whiskey that was brewed as a collaboration. Oh, of Postmodern, uh-huh. uh, which is our favorite bar in yeah. Old City, Knoxville. Yeah, if you're gonna have a cocktail in Knoxville, Place Tennessee, to it. go to yeah. And 100%. Hexagon Brewing, which is like another Knoxville brewery. Okay, it's like a chocolate stout whiskey that they made. Oh, it's really damn. good. Yeah, we had it down there one time, and it was awesome. So I That's got awesome. that, which is pretty dope. Yeah, I had a pretty good relaxing time. Had a couple, had a couple just like good awkward family conversations where it's just like, well, <sighs> we didn't need to talk about this stuff and ever. I hate to break it to you, really old family member, but uh, civil rights did not fix race relations. Actually, no, 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 no. They can all vote now. It's fixed. It's fixed. It's done. Oh my goodness! I listen. Sometimes the police shoot me. Well, they've shot a white person before. Exactly. So am I right? Am I right? It's not. It's normal that they'd shoot a twelve-year-old black boy who's just playing in the park. Yeah, exactly. That's not even weird to me. And it's one of those things that was just you know, it, it's the kind of thing that makes it go. And most of our politicians are around this age range, yeah. and they're making yeah. all the decisions for so us. I think we could refer to it as stupid age. It's just dumb age. Yeah, yeah. Dumb age. Uh-huh. I hate to break it to. You know, people that vote for really old people, you don't get smarter as you get older. No. You don't start making no. your best decisions in your 70s. No. You aren't the most in touch with no, the world you're not. when you're in your 70s. Yeah, especially a world that's changed as quickly as ours did from the in, 80s yeah. to 2010. Oh my God, yes. Yep. Absolutely so. So I had some good, awkward family conversations. Uh-huh. Joy of joys. Yeah. Wasn't bad. Uh, the next day, we had ourselves a big old skank banger show. Yeah. Which was fucking awesome. We had some cool new stuff that we came up with at Soundcheck. Uh-oh. So we had planned on adding <laughs> some new stuff into the set, which was fun. But then another thing that we decided to put in there is, do you know that uh, Do you know that Twisted Sister song, I Wanna Rock? I Wanna Rock! Rock! Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So... We're always trying to come up with ways to just like beg shots and drinks out of the uh-huh. crowd. And I was like, what if we played, <laughs> I want some shots. Shots. Da, 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 da. I, want I want some, some shots. shots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, because that's one of those songs where we don't want to play that whole song. It's like the chorus is cool, yeah, but the no, verses and stuff are dumb. Uh-huh. So basically all that we do is we do a round of, I want some shots and that's it. And then people bring us drinks. Great. Yeah. Works out wow. pretty well. Pretty fun stuff. I mean... Wow. Yeah. That's just it's like heaven. That sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Working <laughs> with what we got, man. Working with what we got. So it was a lot of fun, and now we're gearing up for um, a good relaxing New Year's and stuff. So, yeah, looking forward to saying uh, hello to 2019. You know, usually usually the end of the year is the kind of thing where I usually get a little bit bummed out, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, Christmas is over, the holidays are over. But as anybody that's been listening to the show knows, we've had... We've had kind of a shit, you know, December, yeah, you know, uh, Thanksgiving into Christmas season over this way. So 
I'm really honestly just kind of ready to move right into 2019. Uh, you know, doing a bunch of cool stuff out in LA and stuff this month with the NAM show and all that jazz. Just looking forward to getting the ball rolling and doing some good things. You just wait until January 1st rolls up on you real smooth with a hello. Hello. Is it 19 you're looking for? <laughs> and then, hey, 19. Oh, Ooh. my God. That's the song Steely of the year Dan, already. Dude. Holy hey, shit. Hey, 19. Fuck, yeah. The Cuervo Gold. Oh, that fine Colombian. The fuck. <laughs> I'm way on deck with all that. Okay. I'm very I'm very okay <laughs> with the Steely. Me and Steely, we get along real good. Yeah. Almost as good as I get along with this incredible, oh, man. precious liquid that we're drinking here that was gifted to us. By, of course, Notorious. The Notorious, the indomitable RDM, yeah. Roger Dean Miller, who uh, came in for the Skank Banger show. Yeah. You got a little hangout with him before yeah, the show. Yeah, we hung out at Postmodern, had some cocktails. There we go. Yeah, man. that place I was, was great. I could have been there. I was too busy putting on my eyeliner and makeup. <laughs> you know, I had to get prettified. <laughs> I was hanging out at Postmodern with my dog and Roger Dean Miller. That it was sounds great. like a great combination yeah. right there. Where my dog's at? Yeah. Well, uh, she was there. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh right here. I ahead. And I'll tell you what, I'm just going to start doing that everywhere I go. Yeah. Because I just assume you can't take your dog places. Yeah, me too. But if you call ahead, like I found out uh, one day at Pretentious, somebody brought a dog in. I was like, you can bring dogs in here? You can have a dog in this place? What? Yeah. I wonder mm-hmm. if it has to do with like, because they don't serve food. Yeah. You I know? would like, imagine that has to do with it. Yeah. yeah. So he gifted us with a bunch of beers we're going to be drinking on the next couple episodes. But this is one that I have just been so looking forward to, and I've wanted one of these again ever since we had our mm-hmm. first one, which is also gifted to us by Roger, the Lagunitas Dark Swan, oh which gosh. is a sour ale. I'm excited God to get damn. this taste again, because I, I feel like I don't remember it, but I remember loving it. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah, it's the kind of thing that, well, you know, like we said before, we're both kind of just coming around to sours and stuff, but this just has that amazing fucking sparkling grape juice-like Port it's wine like, sweetness yeah, to it. Almost like, a, and fizzy. almost like a gummy bear sweetness. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I just had a glass oh, of red too. wine mm. before this. Oh yeah. And I it tastes it tastes so much like wine. It tastes way more like wine than beer. Yeah. yeah. I fucking love it. If I could get this stuff all the time, it would just be a staple. Wow. It's so good, man. Way to go, Dark Swan. Way to go, Lagunitas. Way, Way to go, go RDM. And I'm telling y'all, everybody else can be sending us some beers to swig up on this podcast, too. That's true. Everybody can. Just don't po- don't poison them beforehand. Hey, and guess what? Huh. We just got a new we just got a new little event set up, sort of. Yeah, we don't have right. all the Let's full details. That up. That's right. But February 9th. February 9th, 2019. In Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. We will be having a dead and lovely meetup, which will uh, start before and then coincide with a Skankbanger show That's at Scruffy City Hall. That's so, a pretty strong exclamation point mm-hmm. at the end of that hangout. If you want to come in and try uh, Pretentious, we've yeah. talked about it uh-huh. probably since we started the show. Yeah. Check out Postmodern. Check out some of these other places we have downtown. See Skankbanger. See Skankbanger. See meet up with all See your us. dead and lovely friends yeah exactly um we're gonna be doing that we'll let you know all the details i'm as, excited about it as we fun. firm everything up but yeah. uh it's to, like, gonna be fun i'll have to duck out there at some point to begin my my transformation yeah for the show <laughs> yeah you can't just go from ben eller to davy stranger like you can't no. just jump up on stage yeah exactly yeah. exactly i have to I have to begin the ritual uh-huh but i'm very much looking forward to it thinking already. about death 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Thinking about dark things like Davey does, man. Oh, yeah. He's a tortured soul. Mm-hmm. Starvation. That beer is so good. It is so great. Why can't I have more of it? You have more right there. Oh, it's in the cup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah sure. it. You're right. You're right. It's a normal, like, normal thing. Gotcha. Doesn't disappear just because you like it. Wow. Now, Steve, I've had myself a really goddamn busy week, but I've had time to watch a, a couple, two, three things. Have you been me watching too. anything? Me too. I watched a couple, two, three things myself. Man, why, don't you just, uh, why don't you just tell me about them? Man, I'll go ahead and tell you this. Just to get it out of the way, yes, I watched Bird Box. That seems to be all that anyone has been asking me lately. Uh-huh. Now, is it because it's really good, or are we dealing with another like Veronica level? We're dealing with another fake Veronica fucking, level fake thing. Really? I I don't know. Like everybody, the, everybody keeps fucking talking about it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is that the. Uh, Where do I start? Where (laughs) do I start? Start with Sandy B, my homegirl. This could be an entire episode very easily. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Sandra Bullock is good in it. Uh, She she does a great job. Okay. Uh, Sarah Paulson's great. You know what? The acting is not the issue. Well, she's never been in a horror movie. She's she's not, still she not. still has never been okay. in a horror movie because this is not a horror movie. I've this seen a bunch a of people say that. Yeah. Suspense, thriller type okay. of thing that yeah. has uh, an element that may be demonic to it. But the thing is that like, we get told everything we're supposed to know about the movie yeah, exactly. throughout the entire movie. Oh, You are this type of person and this is this type of thing. Anything anyone Ooh. says is true. Right. Basically. Like so if tell, someone's tell like, don't show. Yeah. So when uh, Rel, <laughs> Lil Rel Howery from Get Out uh, starts talking about how these are the end times and those are demons, he's just talking out of his ass. But like but apparently right. it's absolutely right. Oh, huh? Yeah. And it, it it switches back and forth in time for the only reason is so that things that should have just been revealed in the normal course of the story mm-hmm. are bigger revelations because Ooh. you've been seeing the future and you don't know don't know what's going on in the future so now that something happened in the past you're like oh which makes you feel see netflix is really smart about this yeah, they've yeah. discovered the psychology of movie watching okay and it has very little to do with storytelling and a lot more to do with feelings. You feel like you've learned something that if it had just been told in regular time yeah. would have just been an innocuous detail. Is this maybe made by somebody who just like jerked it dry while watching Lost? No, oh it's God, not even got it's not even got that because okay. like there were mysteries too lost. Yeah. Even though like it, most of the shit didn't made, matter. Yeah, it didn't matter, yeah. Uh, in this case, there are no mysteries. It's just that the detail is being kept from you for no reason. Wow. Yeah. There's no mystery to it. Is um, it is it scary? No. Okay. It's not like it's it's a post-apocalyptic, so it has the elements of post-apocalyptic living okay, that cool. are honestly, I think most of the country would support over current situations. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, it doesn't have that. It it is a movie that is about social media it, overtly okay i haven't heard the, anybody say that to the point that it really is just like they looked at the most popular reddit posts and they tried to duplicate them with stuff in the movie just like mm. oh people like soldiers who uh, uh will take care of another man's child uh Put one boom, of those in here have one of those uh a be- cat that rides a roomba yeah 
we, uh, we need we need a millennial character that's lazy and uh, relies on their parents but okay. doesn't know right. how to deal with the real world. People uh, think these exist. Yeah, we need a refugee character and a Trump-loving character and... We need all these things. People out there listening right now are like, who's the refugee character? Who are the Trump-loving characters? Listen, I'll explain in a future episode. Okay. But this movie, from the beginning to me, I I know they probably would say they weren't going for this, but it is a conservative allegory about how millennials are ruining the world with social media by showing people all the negative things that are happening. When we could just blindly walk around and not have to look at it and everything would be better really mm-hmm. holy yeah. shit so that's no, i would say here. somebody out th- oh man <clears throat> <laughs> all right this is where <laughs> get we get fired up get in the corner here with steve this is where we we might even have to take this out i'm gonna say it out loud get it shout it out loud sandra bullock was in a relationship with a white supremacist for quite a long time and left him because he cheated on her, not because he was a white supremacist. Jesse James, that is. Yes. Okay, I, when you put it that way, I guess that did happen. Yeah, so w- why don't we ever talk about it? Why doesn't anybody ever say, hey, Sandra Bullock, that person who we all say is like America's sweetheart and yeah. she's a very bankable actress, why doesn't everybody just say, like, you dated a known white, you knew he was a white supremacist. You I had to know think. it more than other people know it. <laughs> and we knew it fine. Yeah. So You know, when you put it in those words, it does make her less lovable. Yeah. I will say. It really does. <laughs> it really does. It really f- I don't know if we keep that in. I don't know cuz people go for obviously it. don't yeah. give a shit that she <laughs> Like I don't understand why nobody gives a shit about that. I don't understand why I still see people with uh, West Coast Chopper stickers on their car. That's an yeah, yeah, Iron yeah. Cross. That's an Iron Cross. It's a Nazi symbol. That's an Iron yeah. Cross. It's a Nazi symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Hey, hey they made they made make uh, making white supremacy passable before it was cool to do yes. so. Really? Yeah, they really <laughs> did. It's almost like they that may Amer- have been part of a plan. <laughs> they were America's power couple before Trump and mm-hmm. Melania. Well, seriously, she left him because he cheated on her with a more white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The person he cheated on her with was like, what was her name? Like Hitler Galore or yeah. something? Like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, fucking, it's crazy <laughs> to me. What a strange turn of events that was. <laughs> it really was. And people were still like always on her side. Yeah. Always. But you dated a white supremacist. Like that. that is at a Damn point it. where... You, you're hurting Sandy for me. You know, like that. That's really, that's that's the first. That's the first chick I ever had a crush on ever. Yeah. Was old Sandy. Uh-huh. You're making it kind of hard on me, but you're making me, you know, observe the truth. You're making me take the blindfold off myself. Here's the thing, though. Bird Box <laughs> may also be. I, I saw somebody claim that it was about how white people didn't want to see racism in the world, and so we blind ourselves. Okay. Specifically. All right. That's a little easier to watch it. If if that is true, yeah. I, I take back everything except for the actual fact that Sandra Bullock <laughs> used to be in a relationship with a white supremacist for yeah. a period of time in which she knew better than us how much of white supremacist he is. Wow. That's a <laughs> problem. Hard with Steve. That's a problem. Tough truths. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> So should I watch it? Like, because everybody's yeah. fucking talking yeah. about you it. You should, should watch I? it. I think it's a well-directed, well-acted movie okay. that um, I didn't like. Yeah, but 
But it is free, and you didn't have to it pay for it. It is free, and man, here's another. God free damn it. If, free if you have Netflix, <gasps> okay. Netflix claims 42 million people have watched this movie. Yeah, I saw that it was like week one. It's like fucking a 42 million. So I converted that. that into average ticket price times 42 million. Like movie, that means movie ticket price. that if this were in the theater, it made $348 million in one week. It's a lot of money. And knowing Netflix's actual cost, it made more than that, because you pay $11 a month for Netflix. Right. So everybody that watched it was paying their Netflix subscription forty two wow. million like that's impossible. Well here's the thing is how many people did you say watched it? Forty two million. That's what Netflix said. Well forty two million, but it was only off of like fifteen different people's accounts. Oh well that makes sense. <laughs> um well the thing is that Netflix I don't know I, I really need to like figure this out. I don't know if it's illegal for them to lie about their Numbers, their numbers and stuff, yeah, yeah, they don't go through the FCC or yeah, anything. they don't. I don't yeah. know if it's illegal for them. It's I, a good question. I really. know that the moment Bird Box was up on Netflix, uh, Netflix or Bird Box memes were already on Reddit. Yeah, that was curious to me. That yeah. like as soon as this stuff came out, I was immediately yeah. seeing like memes and stuff popping up on Facebook. I mean, it, it's mm. totally like viral marketing that's fake. This is, I mean, this is Steve's conspiracy corner right here. Get I'll it. tell you this. Veronica was a dry run for Bird Box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Veronica was not as good a movie as Bird Box. No. And Bird Box still is oh, a okay. good movie. Yeah. Um, but Veronica, as go back and listen to our Veronica episode. Yeah. Even if you like have skipped it because you were like, "Oh, that movie's stupid." It is stupid. And I, I go into exactly what happened with the scariest movie. Yeah, uh, the viral bullshit. marketing aspect. Yeah. Uh, about how it came from a post on Nine Gag, right? Oh that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. just absolute bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And it was just an echo chamber of people saying, "Everyone's saying this." The people who are saying it are the ones that are saying it. I did Everyone's some research saying it? too. What do you mean? That guy that started that original post about Veronica on Nine Gag, yeah, he is a known member of Big Paella. Oh shit! Yeah, the Big. That's paella what it lobbyist. was. They were trying to push that Paella. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Netflix is. And I, I, there's nothing illegal about it. No, I don't even know if it's not. unethical entirely. Well, they're just exploiting fucking they're viral exploit, marketing. Yeah, they're exploiting yeah. viral marketing in a way that, to me, feels icky. A little icky on the yeah. side, huh? Gotcha. Well, I'll, I'll watch it just because... Yeah, check it out. You know, everybody's fucking talking about it. I mean, seriously, like, I no, saw everybody. a I bunch know, yeah. of our different friends yesterday, and all of them asked me, have you watched Bird Box? So, yeah, yeah I mean... the. the you know, viral marketing or not, even knowing that that's what they're doing on purpose is making it fake marketing. I'm still going to watch it. So it's really a lose-lose thing. You it know? is. That's what they do. Like, that's what they're getting at. They know that if enough of your friends are saying they watched it, you're going to watch duped it. duped into watching it. It doesn't matter that, that at the, the end, it's a mediocre at best film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll still watch it. You see anything else good? Oh uh, yeah, Bandersnatch. Snanderbat. Uh huh. It's uh it's the new Black Mirror episode. I used to love so, playing thanks, Netflix. <laughs> Crash Bandersnatch for PlayStation. Oh yeah, that was what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a it's a choose your own adventure episode of Black Mirror, and that sounds awesome. I spent about three hours on it, just going through all the different, uh, you know, choices like, and all the different yeah. possibilities. My I God. loved about it that you can't you can't fail in fact you should try to fail as you just watch crash it. the movie yeah you should try to fail because huh. that's what introduces you to a lot of the things that you're not going to get if you just select 
the like i mean to select the right decisions the entire time is impossible because mm-hmm. at times there are no right decisions it's just but yeah you want to see because like when you make a wrong decision it'll go to like an ending there and then skip back yeah yeah and then you can choose the other path uh-huh. but when you do that it does this sort of reminder of what had happened up to that point and that reminder changes that's like sick. the people involved in the reminder now know stuff that happened in the alternate reality. So it's like they got a glimpse yeah. into what could have happened. Yeah, and so it's like a bunch of alternate realities yeah, that yeah. then bleed back into each other. That sounds like it would be so easy to make that terrible. Like, yeah, like oh yeah, a you could have easily J.J. Abrams wannabe yeah. thing, but they actually did it right. They did it great, and it was directed by director of Thirty Days a Night, David Slade. Damn. Yeah, he directs a lot of great stuff. Wow. I Not to say that this is one of them, but uh, Bandersnatch <laughs> was definitely one of them. I got to watch that, man. That sounds really interesting. And I mean, like I've told you, I've totally snoozed on all the Black Mirror stuff. I haven't watched a single episode <sighs> of any to. of it. Well, the thing is, the cool thing is you can jump in anywhere. Even like with the just, show, is it like that? Where it's like every episode, I could just start on episode six. You could six. just start. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's like the Twilight Zone or something. Yes. It, it, yeah, it is like a, a much more twisted Twilight Zone. Okay, right on. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to check that out. Check that it out, man. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I've not had time to watch a lot of stuff this week. I mean, uh, after the Home Alone thing, like I said, we had all of Christmas and then the show and then I uh, had a night doing YouTube stuff, all that uh-huh. jazz. I did have time to watch something pretty interesting, though. I watched The Night Eats the World. Now, I've heard about this. Is it a zombie flick? It's a zombie flick, uh-huh. yeah. And I, I believe it's French. It's- um, I want to say that it's Norwegian, but Norwegian, it was set okay. in France. Oh, okay. Like it's set in Paris, but I think some some Norwegian people made it. I might uh-huh. be wrong about that though. Man, it was pretty interesting. Okay, you might have to tell you a little bit about what it's about. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because honestly, you'll kind of even if you just read the description, you'll get an idea of what it's about. Okay, it's kind of twenty eight days later ish in that there's a guy that goes to a party and he goes to sleep at the party and then wakes up and like. Everybody's turned to zombies. Everybody's dead. He's mm. stuck in this apartment building, mm. and it's surrounded by zombies. And there's some zombies in the apartment and stuff. Uh-huh. It's not super action packed. Like if you read the reviews and stuff, a lot of people complain about it being very slow and very like kind of pointless. And people stuff. have been complaining about that with zombie flicks for a while now, and it's like I don't yeah. think you know much about zombie movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the movie's pretty interesting, man. It's it's a. Uh, pretty much a one location kind of movie it's pretty much all set in this apartment building but it basically kind of goes through more of the you know let let, let's say whereas like a movie like 28 days later deals with the survival element of like Mm -hmm. how would you survive you know uh as a species and stuff as a human being if you woke up and everything was changed Mm -hmm. and everybody's zombies this more kind of deals with like the emotional side of things, where it's like, how do you deal with the boredom? How do you deal with the loneliness? How do you deal with oh. just being completely isolated and knowing that if you leave your apartment, you'll fucking get killed? Eey. And it has some stuff in there that's just like really touchingly human, and it has okay. some very, very depressing, very dark stuff in it, yeah. too. And I think you could even honestly look at the movie a lot as just sort of an, an analogy for somebody that's just sort of... Um, you know, stuck at home with with depression and stuff. You uh-huh. know, actually, sounds reminds me uh, of Omega Man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vincent Price, like he goes through a lot of that where he's he's all alone and there are these. I mean, in a, 
uh, that Omega Man. They're not zombies exactly. They're more, more vampires, and they right, sort right. of retain their humanity, but he can't be around them. So he has to stay separate, and he does go through a lot of that. But yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's like the basis. I would think yeah. always when you're dealing with zombies is you're looking at people you know, and they're not the person you know anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like you've you're separated now. Yeah, you're separated from everybody. It's loneliness and isolation. So yeah, that's perfect. Well, and that's the thing too is like you know, like we talked about with zombie flicks and stuff before. It's so cool with zombies because you can make them represent whatever you want oh, yeah. to. I mean, the, the yeah. goal of a zombie is to consume. Yeah. And it's like, that could be in the very Romero yeah. uh, form of consumerism, yeah. you know, and greed and stuff like that. Or it could be, in this case, more like, you know, uh, uh, depression and stuff can uh-huh. consume you. Pretty interesting exploration, I think, of That's that cool. side of, of what it's like to be what's in a zombie that, uh, situation. What's that up on? It was on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, free for Prime members. So, give it a watch. I'd like to see what you think about yeah, it. Actually, I will. yeah, there's some stuff, especially towards like the latter third of the movie, that has some real like oh shit kind of moments in it. Pretty cool. All right, definitely one to put on if you're okay with watching something that's pretty slow going. Not subtitles. A mega. You know, actually, there's not. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think it was dubbed. Oh, but dubbed okay. pretty well. Oh, okay. Or maybe it wasn't dubbed. Fuck, I don't remember. Maybe it was they a long just day. speak English and Maybe they just speak English. It could be that. Hey, speak English. <laughs> maybe it's like that. Worth a watch, though. Definitely You're near it. America. Speak American. <laughs> we watched a little bit of YouTube stuff this week, too, man. Oh, there's, yeah? there's this uh, series on there I've been watching that I've been hooked on called Struggle Meals. Struggle Meals. Yeah. And it's this dude. I can't remember his name. I think it's Jamie something. And I want to say he's like a part of the maybe like Tasty Network or something like that on okay. YouTube. But basically, this guy's thing is he's he's there to show you how you can make meals that are like $2 or less. Okay. That are like good and, and healthy and resourceful mm-hmm. and stuff. And usually most of his episodes are he'll show you like three different ways to make, you know, breakfast for under two bucks right. or to have a taco party for a dollar a person or whatever. Are, is it... I mean, does he do that thing? Because I've seen... Some people do the cheap meal, and yeah. it's like, and now we'll just add a teaspoon of smoked paprika. Oh, you mean you spent $6.29 yeah. on smoked paprika, and now you're saying that because it's only a teaspoon of it, it only costs yeah. this much. You know, he does a little bit yeah. of that, yeah, where he'll, he'll use something. There's an something. initial investment for your $2 meal that's a lot more than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then, yeah, since you're using a teaspoon, it's like $0.16 cents yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he does a little bit of that. He doesn't use anything too terribly exotic oh, okay. like he's not like there's only three saffron threads in it this time oh my yeah <laughs> so he never, only three yeah he never does anything quite that bad but he does a lot of other fun stuff too where he'll use like a packet drawer he has a packet drawer of just like fucking to-go soy sauce packets oh, okay. or to-go hot wow, sauce wow that's packets. some real struggle stuff okay yeah, exactly and he does he does like funny shit too where he's like yeah. we'll stir it up using the struggle whisk it's just a fork <laughs> Struggle, struggle whisk. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's good, man. He's got okay. some good stuff on there, so I definitely Check recommend that checking that out. I lo- I love cooking shows, and YouTube cooking shows are the best. Oh yeah, because they don't try to string it out. No, like uh-huh. you watch it on Food Network, and it's like, well, like you got just these two dishes, you could be done in fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching this other dude on there called Sam the Cooking Guy. Sam the Cooking Guy. Okay. Yeah, his stuff is pretty fucking awesome too. I like his stuff a lot. He's just kind of like. 
a really like hard ass kind of bitter dude, but a lot of the stuff he makes is really good. And I've made a few things that he's made that turned out really good too. So definitely worth checking that stuff out. You know, Steve, let me ask you a question. Okay. And we didn't talk about this beforehand, so I'm going to spring this on you here. Spring it. Since we're at the end of the 20 and 18 right now. Uh-huh. Can you perhaps think of your best and worst moments of the year? And I can tell you mine Ooh. while you think about it. Uh-huh. Best and worst moments of 20 and 18. So for me, 2018 started off super fucking sick. Yeah. With going out to the NAM show, which is a big musicians convention in LA that we go to every mm-hmm. year. And getting to play bass for Andy Timmons, who is like one of my guitar heroes, just an absolute fucking legend. Like a dude that I have known about and listened to since I started playing guitar. And now here I am like talking to this dude and he knows who the fuck I am and I'm playing bass for him and he's the best person ever. That was a pinnacle moment, uh, not only of the year, but seriously of like my entire musical lifetime so far. Pretty fucking awesome. I wow. would say that getting uh, my my YouTube plaque for my hundred thousand oh, plus dope. subs is pretty cool. I actually earned that in twenty sixteen, no twenty seventeen, but they were there's some confusion with them getting me the plaque and stuff. Oh, okay, but actually getting it this year, I would call that a high achievement. That's cool. Pretty dang cool stuff. And I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of other stuff for great things that happened this year. Got my first Les Paul. Love that. <laughs> Love that fucking guitar. It's so awesome. Yeah, there's been a lot of good things that have happened. And then the bad things that have happened this year have pretty much all been this holiday season. So wow. the, the dog getting sick, all kinds of other stuff. Well, at least it was all concentrated at the ends of the year. You know what? Yeah, it kind of was. <laughs> oh, and also say on the on the good side of the spectrum too, I can't forget this because this is what most of my year has been. Uh, very stoked with the work that we did on the new Andy Wood album. Of course, a lot of you guys listening know I... I I work and play all the time with with Andy Wood, who's an incredible guitar player. Mm -hmm. We've been working on his newest solo record all this year. Kind of started at the first of the year doing a bunch of demos and stuff, and then started the actual recording of the album, then all the mixing, all that jazz. It's almost done. I engineered all the guitar stuff on the record and played bass on it. Extremely proud of the work that we did. Very happy to see that thing coming together. So that's Mm -hmm. also another big-ass high point for me. Um, I don't know if this is a high point or okay. a low point. I think it counts as both in some ways. Uh, moving back to Tennessee from oh, yeah. L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, was what, around March or so? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I uh, didn't want to leave L.A. necessarily, but I did want my wife to be able to go back to school. Yeah. So uh, I would say my wife going back to school was a high point. Tight, for tight. sure. Yeah. Getting to do the podcast in the person all the time. Oh, yeah. Definite it's really improved. Point. And we started a YouTube channel. Yeah. So that's a high point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of good. I can't say there's been a ton of negative. I mean, you know, Rad. just some financial set, setbacks yeah, over sure. and over and over. But that's yeah. like, that's been, you know, my entire life. So like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just expected. Yeah. The day that uh, suddenly I, I look around and say, oh, I don't have, I don't have anything more to pay. I assume will be the day that I have exited my body. Like I will sure, be yeah. dead. It's like, oh, I'm dead. I don't. If I exited anything. my body, I mean, cease to exist. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I won't even get to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. That's the only time that you don't own anybody's um, shit. Yeah, low points of, uh, you know, it's been a pretty good year. Right I on, think. man. Good deal. Good deal, Steve. Yay. So you know what? On that subject, as we step 
into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. Before we get on to our review of 30 Days a Night, the subject of today's podcast, you know, as we're going into 2019, I just want to sit here and bullshit with you a little bit, you know, and talk about our resolutions for things that we want to do in 2019. Now, I'll tell you, I think that resolutions are generally uh, complete bullshit. If you weren't going to yeah. do it in December, it doesn't really necessarily mean that just because it's how a I new feel month, about it. you're going to fucking do yeah. it. Yeah, right. I've never really made any resolutions. So. Yeah. So, you know, the thing for me, though, about a resolution is that with my usual calendar year, like October, November, December are so jam-packed with shit. Yeah. That if I have an idea for something I could do or change or put into action, I'm too fucking busy for those months to even do it. Yeah. So for me, like January is kind of like a clearing off of the calendar of, oh shit, I'm not as busy as I have been for the past three months. Although honestly, this January is already shaping up to be busy as fuck. So it'll probably be more like when February rolls around. I'll hopefully be able to do some of these things that are on my list of, of resolutions of things that I really want to put my mind to. I got about three things in specific okay. that I want to go towards. Number one. Learn to play guitar. And learn to play that guitar. You got all these guitars hanging around. Never seen you play I should one. Probably, I should probably put them into use, shouldn't I? Yeah. They do look nice. I like the guitar. It is, it's quite an aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My biggest resolution, honestly, is just to become less fucking busy by working smarter, not harder. I'm not saying I want to do less YouTube stuff, I want to do less podcast stuff. It's not any of that. It's that if I worked more intelligently to bring in more forms of passive income in the form of people buying merch for my YouTube channel, people... uh, you know, starting up my fucking Patreon finally uh, for my YouTube or channel. Or selling merch and starting a Patreon for this. Yeah, exactly. Either As way. People have yeah. requested. And it's coming. It's yeah. coming at you. And it's a coming. Uh, and also doing things like selling lesson packages. That's one of those things I've been meaning to do and I really wanted to do this year. Yeah. But it's just been, I've been so tied up working on all this other stuff. I yeah. had so many unexpected gigs and, and this whole Andy Wood album that took a lot of the year up. But you've also had to do some things that you probably don't love doing for money because oh, it yeah. was the easier way to get money than to have to sit down and do merch and Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Because right. all of that is, it takes a bit of planning. And, it all takes planning and time. Yeah. Man. It really, really does. Yeah. So I think that if I could really focus my efforts on working smarter, not harder, like I feel like this year was the opposite where it's just like, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm just going to work. <laughs> hard as fuck and probably turn <laughs> out probably turn out around like 70 hours 80 hours a week of work yeah. you know what i mean i think that this year i'll i'll be able to avoid doing that if i work intelligently it'll I be agree. a lot of work up front it is it takes and it's i i know not interesting for you no not at all i, I just yeah. want i just want to make stuff like yeah. the planning stuff i don't give a fuck about it. i just want to make stuff you, you, but you like know. you're at the point where you're doing so much work where you would you would benefit from having an assistant. Oh God, yes, absolutely. To do so. all those things, for I should you. get but a you manager. Don't... I should hire an unemployed old school WWF manager. Yes, Mr. Fuji actually lives in Knoxville. I, well, he doesn't live there anymore. Yeah, yeah. He he's lived. Dead. He lived in Knoxville. <laughs> yeah. You know? Who else could I get? Who'd make a good manager for me? Jimmy Hart. Wow. Yeah, Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South. Yeah, he's a pretty strong Maybe, manager. He um, can do some good promo for me. Yeah. Maybe Sonny. 
Remember her? Oh, Sonny, Mark yeah. Maros? Remember how Mark Mero was uh, like a sort of thing? Kind of little... thing? For a minute. What was his deal? I don't remember. Like, he wore boxing trunks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did, right. wasn't very tall. No. But... Not strong gimmicks. He got a lo- he got a big push there in the late 90s from, like, maybe he caught Vince McMahon with his pants down and was like, you have a less than average sized dick. <laughs> and Vince McMahon was like, listen, don't tell anybody about that. <laughs> I'll uh, make you a star. I'll put you over. I'll, uh, let's see. Let's get Sonny, I guess. And, um, <laughs> bo- boxing, put some boxing trunks on. Boxing trunks. Uh, <laughs> Can't change your height. Can't do nothing about that. Yeah. Can't give you any talent. Um, <laughs> no right. charisma. Nothing. <laughs> so yeah, I think I do need somebody like that in my in my figurative and literal corner. I wish Paul Barrow was still with us, man. Oh man, that would be great. He would be like, Ben Vibrato. Was he a ghost? He, he had ghost, ghost the whole time. Wait, how did he die then? Holy shit! He had a ghost heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember um, when Alicia Keys released that ghost from her when she was singing Fallen? Where she's like, I keep on falling. I remember and now, And the ghost yeah. is like, <laughs> You hear it in the background. Because the vibrato, the haunting vibrato was unleashed. You got a point. I wish, though, that I did have a Paul Bear. Like, imagine if all my videos... I didn't even have to talk or anything no, like that at the start of the video. Just be like, this tasty lick comes from the urn. <laughs> and he'd like open it and then I'd be like, Mila, 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 Mila. Oh, Undertaker, you will feel the pain. I'd be the Eller Taker. The Eller Taker. <laughs> I like that. So I, I need like I need me a manager. I need me assistant. I need me a Paul Barrow. I'd say an assistant. Man, you know what? Managers, they take 10% and they don't do a whole lot. I mean, honestly, I really just need to make fucking t-shirts that say you suck at guitar and they'll sell like yeah, fucking crazy. First off, Easy. D- yeah. But other people who play guitar will be like, I would like to have that so other people know that they suck at it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, But not me. I can play Jimmy Crack Corn. You don't say. I don't care. Holy shit. I can't. Oh. No. All right. I know what a C is. Although, hey, we were talking <laughs> earlier today about how Steve needs to start his own guitar mm-hmm. channel. <laughs> that's uh, well, you of course are not an instrumentalist. No, no um, yeah, that's you know in, in music, I'm not an instrumentalist. Known for my <laughs> I'm vocals. An artist. <laughs> I'm an art. I'm more of an yeah, artist. I'm more of a musician. Yoko ono. I'm an artist. Yeah, I'm gonna start um, a, a channel called How Do I Guitar. No, I think the channel is shredding lovely. Shredding lovely. It's so easy. It's right there, dude. <laughs> I just hold the guitar and talk about horror movies. Yeah, exactly. And then in the comment section, I'm always there, like being like, "Man, you fucked up." It's the third yeah, fret, dude. That's not the right technique. <laughs> you work on your slant picking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I've seen it written it's down. It's good. It's mm-hmm. good. All right, Steve. What's your first resolution of shit you want to accomplish? Oh man, twenty nineteen. Uh. I, I need to lose weight. Okay. You got to yeah. trim it down, huh? Yeah, it's not like, yeah, I just, I, I feel, I feel tired too often. I could do the same, I'm sure. I mean, mm. uh, and again, this goes back to how fucking busy I stay. My busying is mostly sitting down yeah. stuff. I have, I have a, a, a YMCA membership. I have a YMCA like two miles away from my house. Yeah. But it's still a drive. That's my problem. Like yeah, in yeah, LA, yeah. 
I, I just gym. walked everywhere. Walk everywhere. It didn't matter. Um, but here, like you, you can't. I live in the back, uh, the back roads. Yeah. No idea of where you would walk. Like okay. you yeah, just yeah. have to walk in the middle of the road. Well, there's no sidewalk or anything. There's no sidewalk, and then it's just like a huge ditch. Yeah, on yeah. the side. Like yeah. I remember so, in college, dude. Whenever you fucking no, it might have been shortly after college when you quit eating literally any sugar and yeah. you rode a bike like a hundred miles a day. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you had fucking cancer or something. Yeah, like, I you, you looked like Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> Holy shit! I rode what a minimum of ten miles. I was one hundred and fifty pounds, which is that's like five pounds less than me right now. Yeah, and you're tiny. taller than me. I was a very tiny. It was and I also, crazy. It was my favorite uh, diet I've ever been on because I I ate literally everything else. Like just no sugar. That was it. So, just eliminating sugar, I could still eat all the meats and uh, potatoes and all that shit that I wanted. So even like a vegetable and a pasta. Yeah. Like a rice and a pasta. I sure. Mean, no big deal. No big deal. But okay, no back sugar. then you were Mormon, so there was no booze. Yeah, that's a big one right yeah. there. Booze. Huh. Because honestly, it's like if you just told me, hey, quit fucking eating a handful of Sour Patch Kids every day, I could make it happen for yeah. sure, you know? Yeah, I, I, I just I'm stopped eating... i not much eating, for sweets, honestly. I just stopped eating all processed sugar. I would eat uh, fruit okay. sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd have a fruit. Okay. You had a fruit, or you have vegetables, like anything that had natural sugar in it. No fine. Fanta. No Fanta. Yeah, no soda at all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's not a problem for me still. No, I don't, I don't, I don't drink sugared don't sodas. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to lose some weight. I mostly just need to work out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, With me, it's it, it just sheds off if I work out. Yeah, if yeah. I sit on my ass, I gain weight almost immediately. Yeah, man, I, I know what you mean, dude. It's, it's one of those things that I, I definitely have. I definitely have some T-shirts that I know used to fit great, <laughs> and now I need to upgrade them, and <laughs> I'm too cheap to do that. Yeah. It seems like it costs less money to not eat a lot of stuff than it does to buy new shirts. That's true. I think the math works out. Yeah, there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So yeah, I could probably do a little bit of that myself as well as just less time on my ass. Which again, hopefully the passive income thing will allow me to be off my ass more often. That's true, man. Yeah. Like yeah, the passive income thing could allow you to do all sorts of things. Like I don't know, you could be like, I'm gonna go for a run and not have to worry. Am I losing money by doing this? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like earlier today, I did go on a jog for the first time in a while, but it's Mm -hmm. like I was working on a guitar video and I was, I'm programming all these like drum tracks and recording all these elaborate tracks for it and shit. It's kind of on a roll. And I was like, I could stay here and do this, which will make me money. Or I could go and add maybe 15 minutes to my overall lifespan by going on a, you know, a jog for like an hour or something. So do I did go jog. It do you good. ever do this? My brain does this sometimes where it's like, because like I, I do not foresee retirement. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I see Jesus. just... I'm, I'll wait till I die. That's yeah. all I see. Well, but it's not a, a choice. Like yeah. I just don't foresee ever having enough money yeah, yeah sure. No, I, I think it is a choice for me because you know me and dude, it's like free time and we do not get along good. I'm like terrified yeah. of retirement. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think like, wait. So if I stay healthy, I can live longer, and that's gonna cost more. Shit! God damn it! More <laughs> bills if I live longer. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? That's like stress. Out. The idea of living longer is stressful. Yeah. That's fucking funny, man. What's a, what's your next resolution? Solo EP. 
Shit. A That's one of those things. Dude, I meant to be doing it all 2018. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like one of those things where I was like, okay, finally going to put my nose down and do this stuff. And let me run this by it, because mm-hmm. I've got I've got two different EP ideas. A cover ideas. of I'll Push Your Mom Down Some Stairs? Oh, yeah, by Whiskey Kitten. Whiskey Kitten, Oh, yeah. man, that's a great song. Mm-hmm. Love Whiskey Kitten. They're great. Amazing band. Uh, I've got two different ideas from the solo IPs, uh, EPs. <laughs> One of them being, you know, just kind of like a straight ahead, the shit that I've always loved, Joe Satriani, Steve Vai, instrumental rock guitar thing. Like, that's that's just what I love doing. Yeah. Just straight up instrumental rock guitar you want to call it noodling yeah noodling with uncle uncle ben's noodles <laughs> now we're talking <laughs> yeah it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's that idea but then i also have some stuff that i've worked on over the past few years that sounds more like i say it kind of sounds like an 80s aerobics um workout uh, soundtrack with shredding guitar over it oh that's awesome it's like 80s as fuck good god it's like saturday morning cartoon like you remember, um, do you remember that Saturday morning cartoon in the 80s called Mask? Yeah. Ma, 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 mask. Uh-huh. Remember how bitchin' that opening music yeah. was? It's kind of like that with like shredding instrumental guitar. Okay. Part of me is like, maybe I should do that because that sounds so fun. And I mean, that, that's a risk, but fucking sounds awesome. I mean, it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that, really cool. The 80s are real sick right now. Yeah. And, and two, it's like my whole aesthetic and stuff is light and fun. So. Yeah. I don't know. Part Man. of me is like, that would be really fun to I do. I say go for the thing that's most fun because you're okay. more likely yeah. to do it. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, man, I, I have been meaning to do that shit for fucking ever now. And I've just been too busy. It's like I've been too busy learning other people's music. I've been too busy playing other people's music, learning, yeah. uh, you know, uh, teaching other people's music and stuff. It's just been nonstop. So it's like, you know, the, the, the cobbler's uh, children go barefoot, you know? It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Too busy make shoes for everybody else. Oh. So, yeah, that's one of my big things this year. There will be a fucking Eller EP in one form or another. Dude, that's awesome. Coming out. Maybe two of them. I mean, if if I figure out a way to carve out enough time, doing the 80s thing and just the rock thing would be so fun, man. Um, I'm telling you, this year, Ben, I'm going to get even better at video editing. I say even better because I'm already a pro pretty fucking amazing i mean did you see that one video oh it man was great. dude it was insane what about that other one bitch also oh, awesome my second favorite one yeah um i want to get better at video editing yeah. i really enjoy it actually Me i too. had not yeah. done it until we started our youtube channel yeah and man it's it's real interesting it's yeah. learning how to tell a story with with what you got on hand oh yeah and working and, with shit like timing and stuff like mm, that yeah timing you know it's so much of it is problem solving which yeah. is something that writing is but also isn't because you're you're creating your own problems <laughs> so when you're solving them you're like oh i've just been fucking up the whole time yeah uh creating your with, own problems and solving them yourself yeah. whereas with editing you're taking footage and you're going like okay how can i make this make sense something that was already made yeah now what can i do with it yeah it's real it's a fun time to me man i i wouldn't mind getting much better at it i know what you mean and you know i'm kind of at the point where i use imovie for all of my editing yeah, and stuff that's all i've been doing but i, I need i want to learn others yeah because um, i'm kind of reaching the limitations of just like well mm. i'd like to be able to do this but imovie doesn't yeah, iMovie's do very it. limited yeah, yeah it really is it's yeah. like people always kind of compare it to like garage band but actually garage band you can do you can fucking cut whole albums on GarageBand. Sure. You really can. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of limited, but you can still work with it. I mean, you it. could cut a whole movie on iMovie, but 
you you gotta hope every shot's already perfect. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You're not gonna be able to do much. The with fact the that in iMovie software. you can't tilt stuff. That's just crazy. I can't to me. tilt a shot to the left or the right. Like there's fucking Instagram apps that let you do that. Mm. Are you kidding? And it would be so easy to add this shit in, but they're just like, eh, we'll just make them by Final Cut. Well, yeah, that is the idea. Yeah. This is the advertisement for the larger product we have. Yeah, and it did come for free on the computer. I can't bitch too much. That's true. Yeah, but I would like to get Final Cut as well. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a task for both of us is just to upgrade that software yeah. and get mo better at it. Get mo better at editing. Get mo better. What do you got, Ben? I'm going to say my, my last one, my last resolution I'm going to try to put into action just gonna generally say be less of a fucking pig i i am just driving myself crazy like yeah yeah especially i i don't know man like our upstairs like my wife and i's kind of master bedroom is our upstairs it's closed off from the rest of the house so it's kind of like nobody ever sees it so there's no real reason to like keep stuff clean and that just kind of becomes a real fucking burden and there's also zero storage up there. there's no closets there's no nothing so, like, storage, especially for clothes and stuff like that, is just such a fucking hassle. But I just drive myself nuts sometimes. I mean, I look around my own room right here, and I'm like, if I needed to find this particular tool or whatever, I'd have to turn this whole room upside down. Mm. I just need to get more fucking organized. I need to do better with, let's say, storage and shelving and things like that. Yeah. Especially, too, you know, selling our house is in the cards for, for this year. And uh, it needs to not look like a fucking pigsty if I want to sell it. <laughs> yeah, so that, just, that would help. Yeah. yeah, being less of a fucking pig, which also means getting rid of a lot of shit that I don't use, that I don't need. You know, I, I'm in that same boat. I oh god, it's, it, I drive myself nuts with that shit, yeah. dude. So that's definitely a huge priority for me. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, I don't live like a fucking animal. There's not like damn pizza boxes in the floor or something like that. But I could definitely use some schooling in the organizing side of things for sure i'm gonna try to become more disciplined about that well ben number three for me i was gonna say i'm gonna make sure i get a movie made oh yeah this year yeah 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 and i i want to do that i'm gonna do that you got anybody working on that soundtrack i might know somebody you might know somebody but what i really want I mean, that tell me is, what you that, want. What you really, really want? Well, that was what I want. You want to? Really, really want. You want to? You want to? I really, really, really want a zig zig zig. Zig zig. Ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what I'm gonna say is my resolution is to make this podcast what I know it should be. Oh man. And that is, I want to do a live performance. Yeah, do a I live show. Do several. Yeah. I would like for us to get to a point where people would like for us to come to their town. I would like that. Enough people that it would be worth our time. And make money dollars. And make money dollars. Dollar papers. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're that fun. far away. You know, that would be really cool. That would yeah. be really, really cool. That would be a, a blast. I don't know yeah. there's several places, like in Knoxville and stuff, that we could yeah. do it. So I'm sure there's places elsewhere that we could do that if we wanted to. I know. That'd be awesome. I know that we have a top quality award-worthy podcast a word oh yeah we totally deserve all the awards but i think we could get to the point where other people recognize that as well oh yeah i mean we have a a lot of great listeners that probably recognize that i think they do but we need we need uh we need several other people who have money papers to be like here's some money papers for you making laughs 
Yeah. And we're like, all right, cool. So we're going to be reaching out to Ted Turner. Yeah. To I'm see what he I'm can gonna do. I'm going to go up to his ranch in Montana. I'm going to say, listen, Ted, <laughs> let's talk. And he'll be like, we'll do it, but your podcast has to start at 3.35. Okay. Not I'm fine with that, Ted. He doesn't know that it doesn't matter. It really yeah. doesn't matter. It's like people <laughs> listen to these things when they want to. I won't tell him that. Just let him do it. I just thing. want him to feel like he's got some power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then take his money. I raise buffaloes. <laughs> it's a good goal, Steve. It's yep. a good goal because I would also like to do that. That sounds like a good old yep. time to me. I'd like to, I'd like to be live. I'd like to be heckled. I'd oh, like to man. do some heckling. Some heckling? Yeah. That'd be fun. Hey, look at you. You look like this thing. Hey, what's up, four eyes? Oh, boy. Look at you. You have a different body shape. Yeah. People, that's we what, don't, that's we what don't they say. We don't prefer that. Yeah. That's not like mine. Uh-huh. Hey, you. Uh, your hair's red. That's bad. Yeah. You're bad at having a soul. You should have been born different. <laughs> We're real good at heckling. <laughs> yeah. We'd be really good at that. <laughs> For sure, we come off skull. That's not what your dad told me last night. Like, uh, yeah, just, yeah, that's what? actually a really good one. You know, anytime when you're thinking your mom would work, your dad would work better. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So your yeah. dad blew me last night. Like, I mean, that's my standard protocol for responding to like haters on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, your dad. Yeah. Well, it's like anytime, <laughs> I, I for you know for whatever reason, uh, probably because sometimes people are fucking stupid. Sometimes I get comments on YouTube that are just like, why are you such a homosexual slur? Oh. You know, perhaps yeah. one that starts with F. Man, and they probably think, man, this is so witty. He's going to answer and be like, you're the funniest. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. You want to be on the show? And then I'll say, oh, ha, 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 JK, lol. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. And then you'll be like, oh, why don't you just have the show instead? Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. That's usually, I think, what they're thinking. Yeah. But anytime somebody is like... Hey, you are a homosexual uh-huh. slur. My response is always, that's not what your dad called me last night. <laughs> There's never been a response. You know, I like I, I the thing is that when somebody says I fucked your mom, you go in your head, my mom wouldn't fuck that guy. No. But then somebody She's says I fucked married. your dad, you're like, my dad Damn. might fuck that. Guy. <laughs> it's having me maybe have second thoughts about my dad. <laughs> Really good. <laughs> yeah. Also, the idea of calling somebody a homosexual as an insult is just yeah. Well, have we really like, dumb? Like, like I bet you prefer hand jobs. <laughs> like, what, what's sexual preference has to do with this? Come on. <laughs> like, what? I bet you like hanging out with your boyfriend and kissing. <laughs> I, I'm sure I would if I, and what? kissing. And, and, and <laughs> what like an a, idiot! What, yeah, what is what is that? Like, I do the same thing with a girl. That to not kiss, like not hang, like. Oh, I, I bet you're single. Like maybe That'd that be would harder, be harder. Yeah. That's a harsher thing to yeah, say to someone. But you're fucking single. I bet nobody would want to spend time with you. That's actually that's way harsher. That's a real bad thing to say <laughs> yeah. to someone. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I bet you would like to have sex with someone of your same sex. Sure, maybe. <laughs> How's that an insult? Yeah, I bet you like to have sex with people that are opposite sex. Also not an insult. <laughs> yep. But really like, hey, I bet nobody wants to fuck you. That's tough. That's a bit harder, actually. I think that's why the incels all got together because they were like, I think they, they realized had that first. All, all had that moment of clarity where yeah. it's like, oh, wait, the fact that nobody wants to have sex with us is actually a problem. Even this guy just called a homo because he was with his boyfriend is actually leading a better life than yeah, me. They fuck. seem happy. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm clearly not. <laughs> and thus the incels were yeah. born. <laughs> well, Steve, we'll see how we live up to these resolutions throughout the year of 2019. Yeah, I just plan to, like I said, work smarter, not harder. That's the number one thing. And also to acquire as much of this Lagunitas Dark Swan as I possibly can. Yeah. It's so fucking Yeah, good, if they man. want to, I don't know, send us a, a keg of that. Oh, send my us God, the, Send man. us the barrel it's aged in, the wine barrel or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'd take that. Man, it's seriously amazing. They also make a... um. Have you seen that, like, I think it's called Sparkling Swan? No. It's supposed to be, like, the swan, but even more, like, effervescent. Oh. Which I just think would be divine. Yeah. It would be, like, a red champagne or something at that yes. point. Be on board I'm with for it. that. All right, Steve. Today, on this installment of Dard and Larvlar. Dard and Larvlar. We're going to be reviewing one 30 Days of Night, which came out in 2007, which is mm-hmm. what I said. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time you've seen this movie? Yeah, I I had watched about twenty minutes of it with my wife one night, and ooh, you watch with your wife? Huh? Yeah. Oh man, you're straight. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you have someone in your life. Gross. <laughs> dumb. Yeah, I watched about twenty minutes with my wife. We were drinking, and we both were just like, I, I think we were at a point where we we're like, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah. Um, and we thought, oh, maybe we've had too much to drink. We'll right. watch it some other time. Yeah. Turns out we hadn't had too much to drink. Yes. Yep. This movie kind of had that phantasm effect on me where I was like, wait, oh, hang on. Like, did uh-huh. I miss something? Like, I was looking down, writing a, a note, and then look up, and I'm like, did I fall asleep while I was writing that note? Who is did I take this a guy and who is his this? dad who decided to... Li- Who's this dad? What the fuck? Who? I want to meet that dad. There are 24 named characters in this movie. Why are there 24 named characters right. in this movie? All you needed was people to get killed by vampires. You didn't need to give us names and backstories yeah. that just yeah. make us think, oh, this is going to turn into Go some, oh no, no just dying right now yeah and then of course the people you leave around you don't give any story to no uh-uh, nothing because it seems like this movie suffered from a complete lack of character development oh yeah absolutely so yeah. now and, and the thing about it is man is like i was really excited to watch this this is also the yeah. first time that i've ever watched this movie too people have been recommending it yeah like uh, the past couple of years when we've done no vampire for yeah. the month of november where we just do you know vampire flicks Somebody is always like, oh, my God, please do 30 Days a Night. And uh-huh. even just randomly throughout the year, I've had tons of people suggest that we do this movie. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I can understand the appeal because... It's beautifully shot. It was beautifully shot. It mm-hmm. looks great. And, and it's and brutal as shit. It, yeah. Uh-huh. And also, too, man, like, I remember even seeing commercials for this and hearing about the concept that, you know, in yeah. certain areas of the world where it's dark for long stretches... That's where vampires would congregate you would imagine yeah exactly because that's the thing is like whether you're talking about you know fucking salem's lot or whatever you always have a little bit of a break from the vampires as soon as daylight's out you know as long as it's daylight they can't get to you Uh so there's always a bit of a reprieve they've got to go back to that coffin whenever the sun comes out or whatever you know but in a world where it's dark for fucking months at a time like it is in parts of you know sweden and stuff like that Boy, a vampire could really just have himself a damn ball. Just run amok. So to me, I was super stoked about the concept of this movie. And I think a lot of people are probably honestly just kind of in love with the idea of this movie. Yeah. And the idea is good. Yeah. And some of the execution is good. I just but did not fucking like it. real bad. You ever think, why do vampires sleep in coffins? 
let's just say, mm. for instance. Mm, okay. Okay. First off, not a bunch of room in a coffin, which you would think, okay, maybe that's what keeps them safe. What but if there's a claustrophobic vampire? The claustrophobic like, that vampire. Would be, that would be me, dude. Well, here's like, what the claustrophobic vampire should do. Build a double-decker coffin. Uh, and you know what? Double wide. While you're doing it, go ahead and make it house-sized and just live in a fucking house without windows. Mm, you could do that. Instead of living in a casket yeah. that opens up wide entirely... Yeah, to yeah. the world so if the sun happens to be shining you just wake you up a little early you can't even see yeah. through your little like what the fuck it's the dumbest decision it's a, a pretty strong point make. yeah I hadn't thought about that there's no like little peeker window to be like is it safe now yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. I think vampires maybe uh, we've not given them enough credit for how dumb they are you know what <laughs> when you put it that way it's like okay yeah if you just if you park your coffin in uh-huh. a normal house right. that has windows and such then you can only get out of that coffin during certain hours right. of the day. But if you just built a house with no windows, just a center block fucking house, boom, you could be around your house twenty four seven. Yep, with no worry of oh no, it's daylight. Hey, build some tunnels. You can go all over the place, dude. Now we're talking. That, that's, now we're planning way, a movie. We out. just yeah, we was just gonna say we got a vampire movie oh. now. A vampire with underground city vampires. Yo dig this trademark uh-huh. dead and lovely holy shit do you know what's fucking rad what have you ever noticed how masonic lodges don't have windows shit masons are vampires oh damn okay masonic right in that vampires. fucking down because they don't like the, the 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 uh i can't remember what they call them but it's kind of like the ceremonial rooms and stuff in masonic lodges never have windows uh-huh They'll just be plain block buildings and stuff. Here's one caveat I have to say about Masonic vampires living and having tunnels and underground cities. Okay. No rave scenes. Just none. Yeah, no raves. No, no. raves. Uh-uh. Just no raves. Just because you're in an underground city, yeah. Matrix, doesn't mean you need <laughs> raves. Zion. Okay? Yeah. You don't you gotta, need you raves. Point. No, not also, really. Also, just because you're vampires doesn't mean you need raves, Blade. Also, most of the Masons I know are just like fat old white guys <laughs> that's true so they uh, would look the awesome way, raving wouldn't like okay if a vampire is feeding every single night why do they say so svelte because no carbs in blood oh shit it's all yeah. protein yeah, exactly damn they're fucking keto dude <laughs> that's it. paleo as fuck <laughs> we should start the vampire diet you lose weight by only eating blood. <laughs> no carbs, no sugars. All right, the vampire diet. <laughs> That's how they stay so svelte, dude. Although, honestly, their complexion and stuff should be quite a lot more robust and yeah, lively. It would seem that way. And, like, uh, they would get more pale. As Actually, that happens in the Elder Scrolls if you contract vampirism. Yeah. As long as you stay. Uh, fed yeah most people don't notice anything about you but okay. if you haven't fed in a little while you look more sallow and more more like, paler dead and people like comment on it okay yeah interesting so yeah so, yeah no windows house tunnels underneath yeah whole, like, the I whole mean, vampire network these vampires took this long the vampires in 30 days of night took yeah. this long to figure out you know it'd be a good idea let's just go somewhere where it's dark a lot that's one of those things dude that is just like Come on, because they make it very obvious that this is their first time doing this. Yeah, yeah, they make it, it took very you this obvious. fucking long. Uh-huh. You'd think you'd figure out pretty damn early on. It's like, oh shit, I can't be in the sun. Where's there not a lot of sun? 
I don't know. There's lots of areas in the world where it's dark for fucking months at a time. Maybe there. Also, the goal of these vampires is, I guess, to be able to do this over and over again. Right? Uh, I guess so. To be able, once a year... They're pretty fucking piss poor at covering their tracks, Exactly. They they seem to be so excited for it, and then, of course, they're going to want to do it to other cities along the northern coast of Alaska. Yeah. But, like, how are you going to do that when you burn down an entire... Like, people are going to go to that city and look for clues and be like, wow, it looks like a whole bunch of bodies drained of blood. Yeah, and what's <laughs> this here outside of the fucking town? Oh, it's a pile of burnt cell phones that belong to everyone in yeah, the town. so if we see that again in the future, we should know, oh, that same thing might happen. Yeah. Let's prepare. I want to go through this movie here and talk about it some, but I feel like generally you liked this movie i think more than me and i, I think i movie. i think i disliked it more than you yeah i liked this movie more than you and you disliked it more than me but how about this All let's right. do a little role reversal okay hi i'm how hollywood steve this is this is what you might do say if you were in couples counseling okay all right all right all right I'm going to try to view it from your side, and you try to view it from mine. You tell me what's good about this movie, oh my God. and I'll tell you what's bad about this movie, and we'll just come to a consensus. Okay. So, I'll start. Okay. All right. Because I so think they're more on the bad side. You, you be Ben. I'm going to be Ben. Okay. Boy, are you, are you movie- shredding? <laughs> oh, hold on. That's a pretty good impression on yeah. play. It's pretty good. Um, this movie's too long. Yeah, hour and thirteen minutes. Too no, long. no, it's longer than that. Hour thirteen. It's like hour fucking thirteen. That's almost two hours. Oh, I'm sorry. Hundred and thirteen minutes. Okay, I'm damn. I was like, what? Now you're doing a very mean impression of me, <laughs> making me sound like an Wait, idiot, Steve. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was homeschooled. <laughs> It's so funny when you do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's a long fucking movie, and I see no reason for that, especially when you have all these superfluous ass characters in it. it. Reminds me of my wedding night. Okay, okay, yeah. Again, this is also stuff I would say. Yeah. Also, that is what I would say. Too many characters. Twenty-four characters. Yeah. Far too many. Holy shit! That's what's a, lot. a good thing about. It? All right, Steve. So I'm going to as Steve. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put on my intelligence spectacles oh, here. Yes. Mm. Uh, just raise them a little mm-hmm. bit, get them all centered. Like, mm-hmm. 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 I'm gonna say, you know, while I was teaching a class mm-hmm. at the University of Tennessee, yes, you may remember <laughs> with my college degree. Yes, degrees. I have them. <laughs> I would say that it it is shot exceptionally well, and yeah. that. It's pretty hard to complain about the the direction and cinematography yeah. aspect of this movie. I especially that scene early when they first basically attack the town and they're taking everybody out. Yeah, and the you get that overhead shot, dude. You know what that reminded me of? What's that? Did you ever play a first generation a video game? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it did remind me of a video game. Specifically, this movie several times did. Oh, yeah. definitely a first gen PlayStation game called Loaded. No, I never played that. It was a top-down shooter Okay, that was, like, super, well, as you could predict, like, late 90s. It was all, like, grimy and grungy and yeah. dingy and teal-looking. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, really gory. And, like, everything would leave these, like, big blood splatters and stuff everywhere. It looked exactly, like, loaded. I'll show you a scene from it or something yeah. after we're done. But, yeah, it looked like that game. Um, 
Hold on, let me put away this guitar of mine. Yeah, hang that uh-huh. one up here. Boy, hung up. Um, you know, one thing that we in Skankbanger don't like... Okay, yeah. ...is the lack of native representation in That's 30 true. Days of Night. That is true. We want all skanks to be represented yeah. equally. Um, my wife... Uh, I mean, Stephen's wife. Uh, <laughs> she pointed this out pretty quickly in the movie that... Yeah. This is Barrow, Alaska. Uh, yeah. It's like 70% native Alaskans. Yeah, not a lot of Inuit people represented in this fucking movie. Other people represented there. Asians. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Islanders. Yeah, yeah. You know who's very low on the list? White people. Common ass white people. But that's all there are in this movie, except yeah. for two guys that I think are supposed to be native. Not sure if they actually are. Yeah, the guy, uh, Billy, mm-hmm. seems kind of Inuit, but... I don't, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. And as everybody's exiting the town, you see a couple that, that look native. But, you know, that was something to me that was puzzling about the movie is I was like, why the fuck is Josh Hartnett's character named e- Eben. Eben. Eben? That's like, why not just fucking call him Evan? Well, Give the, him just a white dude name. The character in 30 Days of Night, the comic book, was native. I think they tried to make up for this by dyeing Josh Hartnett's hair black. Oh. Yeah. It did not work. That didn't work. That wasn't enough to be like, oh, he must be Native Alaskan. It's like, wow, I didn't know Josh Hartnett was uh-huh. a Native Alaskan. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb, dude. That's really dumb. dumb. And I'm just so fucking tired of seeing this stuff, man. It's like, well, you saw like the casting for like Aladdin. Yeah. It's like, come the fuck on. Just try. Just try. Like, yeah. y- like you Believe it say- or not, dude, like with a fucking franchise, like Aladdin. Uh-huh. People will go see it, even no if there's an, an actual brown person as yeah. Aladdin or Jasmine. You don't have to throw Will Smith into Aladdin to get people to go see it. People see it because it's Disney and it says Aladdin. And it is weird to replace Robin Williams with Will Smith. I, yeah. I know what Will Smith is very charming. Oh, yeah. He's also he's he's Fresh n- Prince. He's not Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Like, Will Smith is more of a... Scientologist. Like yeah, he's more of a Scientologist. <laughs> I, he's he's more of the type of guy who can be wacky and off the wall a little bit, but also bring it back down to gravity and seriousness. Like, yeah, he's got to get him one of these. Yeah, he's got to get him one of those. Welcome or to whatever. Planet Earth. Or why he don't want me, man. <laughs> From the Fresh Prince episode that made us all cry. Oh damn! When his dad showed up True back story. into his life and then said he was going to take him somewhere and then he didn't. I've never watched a single episode of Fresh Prince ever. Oh, your parents wouldn't let you? Nope. That type of family? Exactly right. Oh, yep. Never God. seen any of it. I've seen all of them. They're great. I should watch. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I mean, no. It's not a great show now. Okay, right. You watch back on it now and you're like, oh. I mean, first off, it's multicam with audience laughter. Yeah, yeah. I already hate that. <laughs> but yeah, Will Smith's great in it and there is that episode where his dad Shows back up in his life and then leaves him again. It's it's emotionally devastating. I'll he did you, a real good job. I'll tell you what, though, Steve Ben. <laughs> me as Ben Steve. Steven. Even though there wasn't great representation of sure. Native Alaskans in this movie, there uh-huh. there was some pretty killer gore and special effects there's a lot of great gore and and like some real brutal like what you would expect from vampires yeah you don't expect them to be uh it's not a sexy oh we're making out and now i'm biting your neck thing. oh yes and i'm doing it in a sexual way and you're going oh my yeah 
oh i'm jazzing i'm jazzing everywhere yeah mm-hmm. no there's not there's not really any of that it's more no. like you're just meat for me and i need to eat you so i'll just tear yeah. you apart i i actually like how inhuman they look how sort yeah. of alien they look i like that they have this well weird fucking way. some of them yeah they don't there's not consistency with that Mm-mm. but they, also that they um they have their own language that just sounds really gross yeah and sometimes instead of using that they just hiss a lot yeah i think that's like from what i gathered that was supposed to be part of their language was the like grunts hisses and and stuff like that like all of that because they were supposed to be like single-minded in their pursuit of hunting and killing yeah but they weren't because like sometimes especially like main dude Mm -hmm. Would like philosophize and yeah. like say fuck oh deep thoughts with Jack yeah. Vampire. Now I haven't read the miniseries, but I did read a synopsis of it, and I know okay. that he's supposed to be much older than all the other vampires that are with him. He's been around for a long time. Maybe there's some difference in him and the v- people he's turned. Maybe they're more feral. Okay, but again, the movie doesn't take any time to explain that. No. So. Uh-uh. It makes no sense. No, not really. Yeah, that's something that that really bugged me is, you know, it it would make sense if maybe these vampires could be very uh, humanist and very philosophical and stuff and, you know, talk normally and all that jazz. But then whenever it was like bloodlust time, they become like animals and they just hiss and stuff Mm -hmm. and go crazy. But no, it just seemed to kind of come and go at random. (laughs) It's exactly what it was like. Just random. Also, how many of those goddamn vampires were there? How many were there? Because it seems like at the first he, the movie okay. there was like maybe five or seven, mm-hmm. but then later on, like towards that final standoff, there's like twenty. There's of like them. fucking twenty of these things, and they've already killed like fifty. Yeah, yeah, they've already killed a bunch of them. And yeah. he says specifically not to turn anyone in the town into a vampire. They do accidentally turn yeah. two people, I think, or yeah, three yeah. people. Uh-huh. But like. Where are all these other Where vampires coming from? Yeah. It w- was that... Okay, at the opening, when we see the stranger, a.k.a. Warren Worthington Third, Yeah, yeah. Angel. Angel. Um, the Renfield of this movie. We see him coming away from that ship. Were they all in that ship? I guess so. It was like a big oil tanker. Yeah. And which so, is which is kind of cool. I like, the, I like uh-huh. the idea that he could be hauling around this oil tanker that has, again, windowless... Yeah, a bunch of vampires down in the hall or something. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I even like the idea that he drove this fucking big, you know, tanker through uh, the ice and stuff like that. But then, as soon as that fucking guy starts talking with the dumbest accent ever, who yeah. was green lighting this shit? Who was giving this the green flag and going that accent, dude? Fuck yeah! He was like, "I'm gonna do a bad Cajun accent." You know what I thought whenever he first started talking? Baby, talk on it! Oh my god! (laughs) Like whenever he first started talking, what I thought was going on is that he was a vampire that was like maybe around during the old west. Oh, okay. Because even a lot of his like slang and stuff, chewy doggies. Yeah, it's like it's that kind of thing. Mm He's like, "Oh, that really puts the sarsaparilla in my spurs." (laughs) I love Just that. Just something saying. like that. They That's would one say, of my favorites. You know? Really salts my watermelon. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're not wearing a bustle. <laughs> I guess not. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> you know what? I wish the Old West was just Val Kilmer and Tombstone. Fuck I wish everybody yes. in the Old West was it's either Val Kilmer and Tombstone or Billy Bob Thornton and, and yeah. Tombstone. Yeah. It's like trying to play cards with my brother's kids. <laughs> 
<laughs> we all know oh, that. Man. We know all know that feeling. I just wish most movies wore Tombstone. That's a good point. Because Tombstone mm-hmm. is a fucking. You mean 10. like twenty minutes too long? That no. movie is about twenty okay, minutes too long. Okay, honestly, it kind of is. It's it really is. good, but it's really good. Yeah. It's really really good. Now that guy's accent really just uh-huh. fucking pissed me off. It's one yeah. of those things that instantly took me out of the movie, where I was mm-hmm. like. Who thought this was cool? Well, see, here's the thing. He easily he could have a backstory of they picked him up in New Orleans. Like, they're traveling around the coastline. Yeah. And, you know? That easily could have been the story. But it's almost like this movie made itself a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. Where you it was decide like, where this guy is You decide what from. the hell any of this is. I'm going to dump us We're just going to show you a bunch of people get killed. This pint of yungling here yeah. in America's oldest brewery. You know, I chose the cheapie to follow up that dark swan because it's like nothing else can really contend. N- yeah, well, nothing's gonna taste right after that either. Yeah. So, just go with a regular old wa- blue collar beer. That right is here. an issue with sours, I guess. Like, I don't have IPAs it as much too. I mean, IPAs. You can't it, drink anything after them. It depends on the the hop. I mean, if it's yeah. more of a, a galaxy or something, I I think I I can recover from that. Yeah, it's not like a mosaic. It's just like you. It's like it coats your entire palate. Yeah, but. Yeah, you you drink a sour, you can't follow it up with anything except maybe a Yingling. Yeah, exactly. You'll find that out. This is a good old neutral ass beer. I enjoy Yingling. Yeah. America's oldest brewery. But, but yeah, that Renfield guy. Like, I like that they have a Renfield type character. Yeah, I here. like that they connected it to the old sort of vampire yeah. stories we know. Yeah, and of course, uh, Dracula in Dracula and in Bram Stoker's Dracula mm-hmm. uh, arrives on a boat. Yeah, just that's like true. They do. Yeah, yeah, they like a boat, but they don't really. I don't know that they have as many of the same rules as other vampires we see. For instance, they definitely are allergic to the sun or whatever. Yeah, they UV can't rays. do the sun. Yeah. But no one tries anything else like a steak to the heart no. or garlic mm-hmm. or a cross. cross. Though, you know, we do get the main vampire's uh, thoughts on God. No oh, God. Do. Yeah. He says. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty pretty basic thoughts pretty basic. overall. Yeah, uh, you're right though. I hadn't thought about that. Brutal, Nobody busts out the garlic. Nobody busts out yeah. the crosses. I mean, they have the. It's like they're vampires, and somebody says vampires aren't real, which is a conversation that happens in From Dust Till Dawn, Dawn comically. Yeah, yeah where exactly. it's like vampires aren't real, but these sure seem like vampires. Yeah. So let's act like they are, and it works. Yeah, exactly. And this, they just can't really get around the fact that these are vampires. Even though they are uh, they have 30 entire days. That's a month. Even yeah. though almost all of the killing occurs on day one. Okay, and hence arises really one of my major problems yeah. with this entire thing, man. These are the most amateur hour fucking vampires yeah. I've ever seen. Because you're right, they arrive at this town, which only has 100-something people in it. Well, yeah, okay, so... They have a sign that says like 534 or something. Yeah. And then he changes it to 134. Well, that's because you know why they live there? Because <laughs> no one else can. That's why you choose one of many to live. nonsensical lines in this fucking movie. Oh my God, dude. You know why we live here? Because no one else can. You know where else no one can live? Space. Go there. You know, you know what? You <laughs> live in the live ocean. In, live in the bottom of the ocean. That would save me the time of having to hear yeah. that stupid fucking, fucking line. Fucking dumb, man. I would rather hear it as... <laughs> <laughs> dies. Yeah, dies. Dead. So these vampires arrive in this town of 150-something, mm-hmm. and they immediately massacre... 140 something yeah like all but maybe seven or eight of them yeah 
So then you have like three and a half weeks of them not eating. Mm-hmm. Why in the fuck would you kill off the entire <laughs> exactly. herd? Why? Right away. Why wouldn't you do it slowly? Over time, you all don't have to come in and burn the fucking town to the ground the yeah. day one. Like, just yeah, start exactly. taking people out slowly. That's a classic case of coming in too hot. Yes, it classic is. Classic case. But, okay, imagine they start... Okay, imagine this improvement. Okay. They start taking people out slowly. Yeah. One by one. And it's like, there's a murder amongst us. That's murder cool. Murder amongst us. That's like yes. a thing kind of deal. Even, even you could go... And I think they were trying to go for some thing stuff in here and they yeah, just yeah. failed at it oh yeah uh you could even go with uh suspected uh suicides okay like yeah, well, yeah we get suicides this time of yeah, year it's like, like oh man you know nobody can drink for a month and stuff up here yeah. because the suicide rates are so bad it's dark yeah. and you don't see you the sunlight most people can't handle it yeah like, that that's a great point yeah all they play with is the the lack of light they don't play with any of the other aspects of the isolated town and stuff like that like they further isolate them as if they had a cell phone it would have fixed the situation yeah really right what would it have done that whole thing where at the first of the movie they show the big huge pile of burnt cell phones now it's really dumb it's really fucking dumb mm-hmm. was it the renfield guy or was it the vampires it had to selectively be him, i think because like he, he goes around he kills the dogs he does he like cuts everything out and work. then they show up so this guy went in and out of every house stole a hundred and something cell phones and seriously burned them all yeah it's dumb you know what would have been better? Just fucking make this movie in 1990. Yep. You don't even have to deal with the cell Done. phones. Done. Done with uh-huh. the cell phones. That's Everything it. else has been plausible. Yeah, exactly. Him killing the dogs, him, you know, cutting yeah. out. Girl missing her plane. Yeah. All, All that, that stuff plausible. still works in 1990. Though the girl misses her plane in a completely unrelated accident. <laughs> <laughs> Which is dumb. Just go. Okay. Screenwriting. The easiest way to get to what you're doing is the best way. The easiest Hawkins way Razor. would be for the vampires to take out her truck. Okay. Yeah. Not for her to have an accident because somebody's brakes went out. A completely unrelated incident. Yeah. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't make it better to have it that way. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they could have used a, four, a few more writers in the writing room to yeah, help this thing yeah, out. Yeah, like the five drafts they went through were probably... Oh, five. Okay. Yeah. The final draft by uh, Brian Nelson was supposedly getting back to the the comic, trying to be more like the comic. So why didn't the they just now. scrap yeah. all the other drafts and then just Start make it there? Draft? Yeah. yeah, just adapt the comic. Yeah, I want to read the comic and check it out. It's how, it how long is it? Like I haven't three, read it. I, three issues or something. Three, three issue miniseries, and then short. of course there've been follow ups. Okay, that is that is really short. Normally yeah. a, a mini series runs about six issues. I mean, you know, four is is not unheard. Of. Three is is pretty low. It's pretty but short. Yeah, he had been uh, they had been shopping this around Steve Niles and um, can't remember the other guy's name. Um, the other one. The other one. They were shopping this idea around, even shopping it as a movie idea before it ever even became a comic. Oh, wow. Yeah. So huh. once it became a comic, Steve Ramey's... Uh, Steve Ramey. Steve Ramey. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Ramey uh, was interested in turning it into something. Of Evil Dead fame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's a producer on this. Uh, ben Templesmith was the... Okay. Original illustrator who was credited with 30 Days on Night. Yeah, there there was just this long process, like a five year long um 
process development of, hell scenario. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah, almost development hell, but there was always like a slightly new bit of news that made it like, oh, well, it's going somewhere. It's getting there. And finally, you know, they, they did several rewrites. Brian Nelson's rewrite uh, was requested basically by David Slade because David Slade had worked with Brian Nelson on Hard Candy. Which okay. is which is a pretty cool. Great movie. I love. I think Hard it's Candy. okay. I think it was a little overhyped, but I think it's okay. Well, I think I think it's because Ellen Page and Patrick uh, Wilson are so good together that They're I good. really like it. That's yeah. basically just them the whole movie. Yeah, and it's basically yeah. them the whole movie. So, so yeah, Brian uh, Nelson brings then this sort of uh, weird way back around to the comic yeah. and um, David Slade wanted it to look like the comic so it looks very much like a comic book throughout yeah very much so and that's yeah. a positive I think yeah I mean, I mean even I mean Sin City really showed us that yeah. it's like you can just take a you, comic book and use it as a storyboard for a movie exactly like you know? there's no reason you don't have to come up with completely new uh Ways cinematography and yeah. ways to shoot stuff. Just, yeah. just go with what you got. If go it's Fra- good, go with what Frank Miller did. Yeah, that's why I'm curious to see the comic books. It's like yeah. I'm curious to see the comics if it's as problematic as a lot of this movie is. I don't think so. I think that they they probably had a better product there. I think so. It was. I mean, it was nominated for three Eisner Awards the year it came out. Like, oh wow! Yeah, it's it's it was it, pretty impactful. This movie, I think one of the biggest problems that I have with it is, especially considering that the runtime is almost two hours. It's insane. The way that it squanders so much of its time. For one, with the needless 24 fucking characters that are in it that we talked about earlier, but also just needless, pointless details about a lot of them. That don't go anywhere. That don't go anywhere. Because there was stuff, especially really early on in the movie, that I thought was going to be significant later. So, for example, we <laughs> see really early on in the flick that Eben has asthma. Right. It shows him using an inhaler and stuff. In the most insignificant thing to come back later on, where he's just like, I'm having trouble breathing. And then they go to a and place and he's like, oh, albuterol. Yeah. Ah, and now, now I'm, I'm not having again. trouble breathing. That and like even the, the old lady at the police station, the fact that she has cancer and stuff... I was seeing these things early on in the flick, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, maybe... She'll sacrifice herself or something? Well, no, I, I was seeing beyond that. I was like, maybe that they will be some of the last to be chosen to be eaten by the vampires because they're like, life force is weaker. Maybe. It's like okay. you have this old lady who's dying of cancer. You have this guy oh, who, yeah, that who would has be asthma and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. just like their weakness actually makes them safer from vampire attack. Okay. That would that, yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been made the thing that they take time to show us significant, yeah. rather than just a way to waste time. Yeah, because it was completely a way to waste time. Yeah. That grandmother having well, I say grandmother. She was she was his grandmother. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that she has cancer is the reason why they show you that she has pot, just so that they can then have UV lights, so that they can use one time once. And that's it. That's it. Like, seriously, you cannot tell me in the writing room, nobody was like, okay, for one, 
there's got to be a neater way to come to that conclusion. There definitely is. There's a grandma. She has cancer. She grows her own pot. She has UV lights. That's a lot of step one, yeah. step two, step three, step Especially four. Especially since the grandma, there's no, there's like, if you're going to have the grandma, then there should be some emotional moment with the grandma. Meh, Maybe meh. the grandma's like, I'm dying of cancer. I'll sacrifice myself to save you guys. Yeah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. None of that. Uh, you know. Maybe the UV light c- turns out to be the, du- you know, deus ex machina that saves the day. Yeah. No, it's just fucking no, they use it once and it's over. They should have made it like, oh, grandma carves elaborate pointy crosses in a free time. <laughs> like, come on, dude. She keeps it in her mirror room next to the holy water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, I mean. Fucking pointless shit, man. The easier way to have the UV lights there is it's a town where for 30 days they have night. So they use UV lights. To combat seasonal effects. Yeah, because disorder. you can use that. You can use they UV do that to, to in reality. That. Yeah, maybe it's just that, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's May- all you need. Maybe Granny has pot because she's an old hippie. She or because she just smokes pot because it's great. Do. Yeah. Easy. You, don't even have, you know what? You don't even have to mention pot ever. No. Unless it were to come back and the vampires are allergic to weed smoke, then. I mean that's great. Well, you know what you though, dead to rights. The whole UV light thing would play in perfectly with this whole narrative that you're talking about about like framing a lot of these as suicides and stuff. And yeah. the, the whole thing that you know, four fifths of the town leaves because people can't handle being right. in the dark and shit like this. Like they make it blatantly Which isn't obvious. True. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Nobody fucking come on. Also, the town of Barrow, Alaska, is actually uh, closer to five thousand people. Yeah, than yeah, 500. yeah. Yeah. But whatever. So when you frame it as, yeah, this is a hard place to live in because it's dark all the time. We use these UV lights to combat our yep. seasonal affective disorder. That's so much cleaner, so much easier yep. than this four-step process of granny has UV lights. I, I'm willing to believe that somewhere along the way, perhaps with Stuart Beatty's script, Stuart Beatty, who uh, had a... a a screenplay credit on Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Uh, he's yeah. got credits on other things that you would recognize. Maybe along the way, somebody wrote a script that did that. Yeah. And then for some reason, they were like, no, we want it to be like the comic instead of like something that makes sense. That would make sense. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of needless fucking character details. How about that scene later on in the flick where... Uh, I can't even fucking remember who it is. But there's an emotional speech by a character that I don't even fucking know who says something about his family was killed by a drunk driver and now he's immortal because he's a vampire and he can't stand living. So then Evan kills him because Evan kills fucking 100 people in this movie. (laughs) What about that shit? Do you remember the scene I'm talking about? That's, uh, yeah, that's the guy who worked at the place with the bone cruncher or whatever oh my god the so heavy handily handedly yeah um foreshadowed yeah for one person to get thrown into yeah yeah seriously man they show us that fucking thing at the first of the movie it's ridiculous yeah like in my notes it's like fucking you know 15 minutes in the movie i'm like oh you know trash destroyer i bet this will come back later Mm -hmm. jesus and it sure did in a not big way in a not important way wow it was cool in the when the vampire got thrown in there oh yeah that's that would have been cool if you didn't set it up we would have all known what was happening yeah you didn't have to tell us that thing eats stuff we see the teeth yeah we know how this works (laughs) 
so dumb. We've dude. seriously already cut thirty minutes off this movie. Easy, yeah, easy. absolutely. So easy, Just and, cut and all you could maybe shit. even refill that thirty minutes with any bit of characterization yeah. for any one single character. Hey, though, we did develop the character of that little brother. Yeah, he got <laughs> super developed, dude. He so is fifteen. Just he's so fifteen, dude. And, and boy, he really—he's um, a real emotional guy. I mean. At one point, Stella says, don't worry, he's just trying to freak us out. To which he replies, it's working. It's working. Wow. Not, it's working. Or, (laughs) well, it's working. It's It's just working. It's working. Yeah. Uh, I'm halfway asleep. It's dark outside, guys. (laughs) Yeah, he's amazing. And he's totally, I mean, definitely 15. For sure. He's not a 40-year-old woman like that kid in Phantasm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he does... It's so weird how much... I, I'm starting to notice that, like, teenage boys can look like middle-aged women. It's odd. It is it strange. Really is. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of some of the great dialogue in this movie, there's some killer lines. Really well-written dialogue. I, I have I have a very particular favorite, but do you have, do you have one? Can you I want? tell you mine? Yeah. There's a conversation when they're up in Kelso's attic, like hiding from the vampires mm-hmm. and stuff for an indeterminate amount of time. Yeah. Where nobody grows facial hair. Nobody. What the fuck? Dude, e- e- like, Evan hasn't shaved for a month. And uh-huh. is... Oh, God damn it. You see where I'm going with this. <laughs> but anyway, there's a conversation in Kelso's attic where they're like, they don't fall when you shoot them. And then one of the other people up in the attic is real hard ass and says, "Yeah, neither do I." Yeah, I remember what the that. Fuck? Wait, what do you mean? I don't fall when you shoot me. Try it. Oh. Don't. Okay, don't try it. <laughs> I'm tough. Okay, do you get it? I'm tough. Holler, to, holler out to the I am very badass subreddit. That guy. They don't fall when you shoot them. Neither do I. Yeah, you do. I don't fall when you shoot them. That's what. Wait, he meant. are you that, a that's vampire? What he, that's what he meant. He's like, oh, I. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I'm such fall. a badass. When other people get shot, I can still stand up. Yeah, I'm fine. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This this line, Ben. Get me. This blows my mind. So Stella is trying to convince everyone that uh, the UV lights that the grandma had will probably burn the vampires. Makes sense. Now, remember, I just said that she is trying to convince them of this. This is the line. This is the thing she says. Why would they send that stranger to cut us off if they can't handle the light? What does that mean? Nothing. (laughs) It means nothing. What? <laughs> That's just an amalgamation of words. It was yeah. almost like I, I word wonder salad. If, if they meant for her to say if they can handle the light. Yeah. And and then they just didn't get a good take of that, and they were like, fuck it, we'll deal with the, the like nobody's paying attention at this point. Well, honestly, there's We've made it this far. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of moments in this movie that reminded me a lot of watching a lot of like uh, giallo flicks and stuff, where it's like they were written in Italian. <laughs> translated and dubbed to whatever yeah these were written in vampire language oh that's what the yeah. deal was right gotcha gotcha <laughs> by the way when i was first watching it and they started talking vampire language i didn't have my subtitles on yeah. and they weren't just, they weren't just popping up like oh. i normally would and i was like what this is unique yeah they're just hissing at language. each other for a long time yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and dude in addition to some of that just fucking piss poor 
dialogue and again just weird moments spent with these characters that don't matter i can't tell you a goddamn thing about any of these characters like yeah. tell me anything about evan anything he wants to get back with his wife but doesn't want to talk to her to do that and he doesn't want kids why did they tell us that hmm. why, why that does he thing? want to get back with his wife why did they split up is it because he doesn't want kids but why is she so like interested in talking if if yeah. she, like did he did he just come in one day and say i don't want kids get out yeah, and why does the whole town seem to be invested in their relationship? Yeah, everybody's like, you can stay at my place if uh, you'll fuck him again. Yeah. Ugh. That's real weird. That was really weird. <laughs> yeah. That was like kind of a conversation yeah. in here, wasn't it? It's like, yeah, maybe okay. I'll just try to get out of here. Maybe there's a hotel in town. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, hold on. Maybe there's a hotel in town. I assume Should a, be. a town nowhere near anything else, if you end up there, there's probably probably somewhere, somewhere you can stay yeah yeah just some of the most paper thin characters ever yeah really you know and a lot of that's just because there is just no levity whatsoever in this movie no there's, there's no a, joy uh-uh. at all and, and don't get me wrong i like like a super bleak like nihilistic work. fucking mm-hmm. movie and even like something like the road for example yeah completely bleak no. you don't remember that funny dead baby joke nope Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the best part of the road. Oh, okay. Is, the uh, they part. come across the dead baby, and then, of course, the dad turns to the kid and says, like, how many dead babies does it take screwing a light bulb? <laughs> I don't know the end of that. <laughs> okay, yeah. But it was good. None, because they're dead is probably it. People always love those fucking dead babies. Yeah, they're not funny. School. I never thought any of them were funny. <laughs> no. You know, not because they're like... Oh, that's cruel. It's just no, like, it's no, because like, they're just not really funny. Yeah, because the joke was that you're talking about dead babies, and I'm not as shocked by that, I guess, as you yeah. thought it was going to be. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, all these characters are just fucking paper thin and, and pointless. There's just no no purpose for really most all of them. No. I, I think that the two things, uh, well, I guess three things yeah. that sell this movie to people and that make people say that we needed to cover it was one the cinematography because it looks it looks great it really really does yeah two the brutality because this is the the level of brutality in this movie if it were combined with good characterization oh it'd be would make this it'd be great dude that decapitation scene badass holy shit it takes like a couple swings to lop that dude's head off and stuff and it looks really rough like it's hard to watch it's brutal and they kill a little girl there's a little girl that gets killed yeah wait wait is it that she's a vampire oh dude and she just delivers the most fucking cliche oh yeah i'm done playing with her do you (laughs) want to play with me yeah what is she a doll fucking dumb yeah any like creepy little demon kid that has a play with me that's not Come play with us, Danny. Yeah, because that's that's what they're all referencing back to. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, we all know that. This scene, has been though. done. Yeah, I would really love it yeah. if there was like a moment in this where one of the vampires kills somebody, and they're like, "Welcome to late night, bitch." <laughs> Because that's really all you're doing. You're just aping stuff fucking directly. Oh, yeah. There's so much of this that is, uh, as I said earlier, from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. There's also stuff that John seems Carpenter's. to reference John Carpenter's vampires, yeah. which is a weird thing to reference. It's <laughs> yeah. not a good movie. It's kind of a weird flex. <laughs> they, even, they even got a dude from John Carpenter's yeah, vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, and that scene where he creates his attraction is fucking awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Like, 
that he has he's probably the only character that has real characterization we learned that he lives sort of outside the city away from everybody else that evan comes by every once in a while and gives him a ticket just to remind him he's a part of the city right and like and you know we find out that he is actually kind of lonely but i think he's the one who says the thing about uh not going down when he gets shot so he also is kind of he's a badass yeah (laughs) i think the other thing that people love about this is that danny houston is great as the lead vampire like he he plays it really well he's one of those guys like you might not know his name but you've seen you've seen him in everything a million things Mm -hmm. same with the guy in the outskirts of town like he's the guy he's in fucking batman begins yeah he's like one of falcone's main yeah he's in so much stuff yeah i looked up both their imdbs and i was just like oh my god yeah 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 that dude is the main vampire he he is cool yeah he does he does a pretty damn good job he's pretty cold he's pretty ruthless i get the feeling that there's like a story going on where he's basically training this new female vampire that maybe he's turned recently yeah, because the female and the one that looks like billy corgan yeah seem to be the like important three vampires yeah and but then there are all sorts of other ones too that it's like we keep seeing their faces yeah. so it's like and they have names in yeah. the credits yeah why why like i get that they had those names in the comics but why even attribute that name to them because you never say it well i mean i i honestly think that the the biggest impression i can tell you of how i feel about this movie is that the whole time it just felt like they had made this entire thing as an entire season of like an hbo miniseries and that may have been good Yes, it may um, have. You turn this into six episode miniseries. Yeah. It might be great. But it seriously feels to me like they made a six episode miniseries that's supposed to be on Showtime or whatever. Mm. And then at the last minute, they're like, guys, we just got word it could be in theaters instead. Hack it up, hack it up, hack it up. <laughs> Cut it down to two hours. Yeah, seriously, because there's so much fucking terrible editing in this yeah. and so much stuff where I'm like, Okay, where did, are we? Yeah. When are we? Yeah, what day Who is, is it now? this? We get we get reminded at day 7 and then day 18 and then day that 29. Like fucking 29. So what happens in between those? There's so much downtime where it's just like, okay, how are these people living? How are these vampires surviving? What are they doing all day? Yeah, why were they not finding this little dumb attic? They've got nothing but time. Okay, so if on the first night they basically slaughtered everybody, why wouldn't they just move to the next town? You've got yeah, seriously, right? Still gonna be thirty days in the damn oil rig and Mm -hmm. move the fuck on. Yep. What are they trying to do? Because that's the thing: the people are hiding. So effectively, the vampires think, "Oh, we must have killed everybody." Sure, and even if they think, "Oh, what if somebody's left surviving to tell the tale?" Yeah, who the who's going to believe them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, no, these vampires came in and slaughtered everybody. It wasn't us. Yeah, sure, okay, right. We're just going to put you in jail to protect you from the vampires, sir. Yeah, there's (laughs) just so much editing and stuff in this. This just so weird and pointless that I feel like there was a fuck ton of stuff left on the on the old cutting room floor uh-huh. like even there towards the end whenever uh what's what's the the wife's name stella stella yeah stella is hiding under a car with gail right a little girl that they find out of nowhere who, out of fucking no- how has she been surviving no idea zero clue under a car with gail and 
this is the interesting thing to me. Josh Hartnett decides to provide a an escape route for her by turning himself into a vampire and going Jesus to fight the Christ, vampires. Dude. Hang on, before but before we get before we get to that, because there's that was I want to talk about that was that. a lot. Sorry, the fact that Stella and Gail are under this car for a completely indeterminate amount of time. Also, who the fuck is Gail? She just shows She's up. Just some little girl. I mm-hmm. don't care. But they're hiding out under this car, maybe for days. I don't know. And it, dude, it's like fucking forty below out there. Yes, you'd be fucking dead. You mm-hmm. at least your your nose would have frostbite. At least yeah. that, at the minimum, mm-hmm. you'd have horrible frostbite. Right. Yeah. But then Josh Hartnett, on the last day, injects himself with blood. Mere hours before it's about to be sunlight, and you could just fucking wait it out. Yep. He's like, you know what I'm gonna do? Fucking turn myself into a vampire. And he does this to create a diversion for them under the the truck. Guess what? Ugh. They don't move the entire time he's fighting the vampires. No, they, they don't. stay there and wait until he's won, and then they come out. Yeah. And the town is burning down because the vampires burst oil pipelines. Yeah. So they come out and then minutes later, the sun comes up. Yeah. So you didn't have to do any of that because they weren't going to die. No. The fire was probably just warming them rather than probably. an actual threat. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you just could have like occupied this entire scenario for maybe another couple hours, mm-hmm. you've managed to hide out in an attic for fucking three weeks. Yeah. And you're telling me you can't just manage to find a way. It's like, okay, guys, it's day 29. We just ride this out. The yeah. sun will be up. These guys will be fucked. They're obviously too dumb to know to get back on their damn oil tanker and cruise out of town. Mm-hmm. Also, the fucking vampires kill the pilot of their ship. Yeah. They kill the pilot of the ship that brought them there. Yeah, What? What is the? what was the plan? Afterward. What was the fucking plan? Yeah. They could have turned him into a vampire, and then he's like their immortal pilot, or whatever. Like, were they just going to stay in the town and wait for everybody else to get... Th- like, Maybe it was a suicide pact. I Maybe mean, they were a part of a cult. <laughs> a vampire suicide like a heaven, cult. a Heaven's Gate type cult, <laughs> you know? That's great. Yeah. I Okay, maybe... All right. So, <laughs> their plan... Is interesting because, okay, 30 days of night, that's... All right, let's just say that happens for sure. 30 days of no sun whatsoever. Yeah. Which isn't exactly a description of what happens. The sun just sort of barely... Yeah, barely over the horizon. And so the day after that, the sun's just going to come up a little bit higher and go back down. Full-blown sunlight. Nah, man, fuck y'all. In about an hour. Nope. Full-blown sunlight, like, nope, 30 you know days of night are over, Holy regular shit. sun up, sundown. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that because, you know, like, even if you've ever lived anywhere. <laughs> yep, if you've ever lived at a place. And you've experienced how, like, oh, the days are getting shorter, uh-huh. now the days are getting gradually longer. Uh-huh. Yeah, it doesn't goddamn happen immediately, yeah. does it? It's not like, oh, coming up on the end of winter, tomorrow's spring, longer day. <laughs> <laughs> Sun went down at 5.30 today. Tomorrow, it'll be about 9.30. Yep, that's how it goes. Holy shit. Damn it, that's one of those blatantly obvious things. Yeah. I had not fucking thought about this movie. Like, cause On could, day 30, you don't get a fucking full day of sun. Of course yeah. not. 
And they men- they mentioned two other towns. It could have been ingenious idea of about more like 60 days of them having a full 30 days where they can basically be outside all the time. And yeah. then another 30 days where they can be outside most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, they could have taken out all three towns. But again, why would they do that? Because the idea would be that you could come back and do this over and over and over again. Like a hunting ground that you use in the middle of winter when there are fewer people outside. And again, you play up the narrative of, yeah, we lose some people every year. Yeah. Just happens. Suicides, we guess. would be fucking cool. Yeah. People just wander off. Yeah. Or, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, they just wander off. They disappear. Mm-hmm. Maybe the vampire's, like, biting their wrists, and it looks like they yep. slash their wrists Maybe. or something. Just make stages. Easy. Make it look like a suicide. Yeah. It would have been easy for this movie to be good, Steve. It would have been. At least it had a soundtrack that was fucking terrible. <laughs> soundtrack is horrible in this. It didn't fit. It's just it the most fit. dumb, generic, flown in. Like, it uh-huh. sounds like music that comes with your fucking movie editing software. Well, the thing Terrible. is that he, uh, the guy who does the music, I, can't, I didn't write his name down, but the guy who does the Francis music. Francis Bubble Trousers. Francis Bubble Trousers. He also uh, works on Sofia Coppola's movies, which are all often well done music. Yeah, what the he fuck? He did Marie Antoinette, which Same the music guy. is like the thing in that movie. What happened here? I think he probably saw the piece of shit that he was scoring. He's like, and not worth my time. You get minimal effort. You get the scraps. Uh I don't know, Steve, man. Like, I just, I overall, I think that this is one of those deals kind of like, kind of like Halloween 2 or a lot of those other flicks where I think that a lot of people that are fans of this are really just fans of the concept. Yeah. And I'm a fan of the concept. Yeah, I'm a fan of this concept and think it could be good. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's very cool. Uh-huh. And again, looks great. Great gore. Great yeah. kills and stuff. But come on, man. You can't tell me this movie is like fucking good or that you care about these characters at yeah. all. I really don't like this movie very much, man. What's no. your like overall thoughts on this thing? Okay, so I... I, I think that i like this movie a little bit better than you but yeah. it really like okay uh the comparison autopsy of jane doe that's the nowhere five. near as good as autopsy of jane and that's doe. a that's your your that's my middle movie. of the road yeah okay absolutely middle of the road movie autopsy of jane doe and this is nowhere near as good as that wow and you weren't <clears throat> in love with that i wasn't in love with it but uh both of those movies have the same thing i think where it has good direction good visuals yeah but the story is lacking yeah very much but in this case the story is lacking so much yeah whereas that tried at least it had some development it had like though i i had some major problems with a lot of things that happened especially at the end this i have problems with everything yeah like all of it i i love danny houston's performance uh, he is basically the only character and we don't learn anything about him except no, that nothing. he is in charge of these vampires. Yeah. For reasons. For reasons. Yeah. For reasons. Um, visually it's great. Looks yeah. great. Um, I really, I love the concept, which I think it has some up on autopsy of Jane Doe because autopsy of Jane Doe yeah. I never really fully Concept's got kind of the concept. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, so she's like a, Witch body? Yeah. I don't cool. know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so for me, it's hard for this to be more than a three. Yeah. 
and I think you have a three pushing it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it a three. You know, I I can't disagree with any of that. I agree with everything that you said. I give it points off for just being too goddamn long, mm-hmm. having horrible editing. I sure. mean, like, like I said, I was just having that that phantasm syndrome uh-huh. again, where it was just like I kept being like, "Hang on, did I miss something? Do I need to rewind <laughs> this?" And then you take it back, and you're like, "Nope." Didn't yeah. miss nothing. It's just the second watch through was more disappointing for me because I was like, "Oh man, I must God, have just been missing once. stuff." I must have just been missing no. stuff. And the second watch through, it's like, "Oh, they were missing yeah. stuff." The first act makes pretty well sense. Yeah, it's oh, not, the setup it's is pretty deep. simple. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, it's very simple and mm-hmm. stuff. So thank God at least that makes sense. Yeah, the first act makes a decent amount of sense, and then basically once the vampires really show up and stuff starts moving, it just really falls apart. It's one of the deals where you can tell they had a concept and just started shooting before they figured out all the ins and outs of it. Yeah. I don't really have much reason to ever watch this movie again, honestly. No, I can't see myself ever going back to it. Love the concept. I think it could be done way better. I'd like to read the graphic novel and yes. see what it's about, but I mean, seriously, as a movie, my very first thought after I watched it, and I will say this, uh huh. in the middle of this movie, I did pause it for probably about... 20 minutes or so because 2018 couldn't go out without taking another shit on me. My fucking washing machine broke the, Okay. during the middle of this movie and was like leaking water all over the floor and like not disposing of wash water and shit. Do you think that colored your perceptions of the movie at all? It didn't help. It didn't it help. It didn't help. So I might sound a bit cruel about this. No, I'll tell you that last 20 minutes was worse than yeah. you may even remember. <laughs> so I did have to pause it. I filled with my stupid-ass washing machine for a while, poured myself another drink, and then continued watching this movie and loved it less after I came back to it. <laughs> I think I'm going to hit this with like a two. Yeah, it's, it's deserving. Like, it's just not... Yeah. It's just joyless and pointless. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to watch this again. I think this movie almost like relies on you having read the comic books. But yeah. then like if you had read the comic books, you'd be like, this is not a good representation well, of the y- comic you books. You know what? This must be what it's like whenever people that have never read Prisoner of Azkaban watch that movie. Yes. And they're that like, is, what I does this mean? They, I hadn't read Prisoner of Azkaban. I didn't yeah. read them until after I had watched Goblet of Fire. Yeah. So I watched Prisoner of Azkaban and I was like, what is any of this? Yeah. I hated that movie the Who first time I map? saw it. Why is there I, a tunnel to this house? Yeah. Like, what? Once the you fuck read the book, on? you're like, oh, I get all, I understand all this, but the movie's not a good, accurate representation. No, not at all. This yeah. must be the same way. Mm-hmm. It really, really I must hope. be. Well, next week on the show, we're going to be having some fun. I've seen this flick once before, and I, I had a good enough time with it. Uh-huh. It's not a damn life change or anything like that, but it's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. We're going to be talking about a movie. That's cold and snowy, fitting in with our January coldness theme. Uh huh. There's some Nazis in it. Yeah. It's dead snow. Dead snow. It's gonna be fun. I look forward to talking yeah. about this, and I think that it will be a uh, a good old time. So that'll be on the show next week. You guys, be sure to tune in. Uh, also, be checking out that YouTube channel that we got for some new videos coming up really soon. Mm-hmm. And of course, as always, be sure to rate and review this show on iTunes. Holy shit, it helps us so much. Please rate and review on iTunes. We're starting to pop up in those search engines more and more and more. Yeah, we are. But we need your all's help to make it to where 
We're the fucking podcast king. So please go on there, rate and review on iTunes. Keep it G-rated, or they will not post it. <laughs> like a little Max there? room or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe you got afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a ghost was behind me. <laughs> I thought Alicia Keys was singing. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> um, uh, You can catch us on the Twitter and the Instagram at Dead Lovely Pod. We got a Facebook group, Dead sure Lovely do. Horror, blah, 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 blah. And you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Yes, in damn deedly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys have just been so goddamn wonderful, and we have been dead and lovely. We'll be seeing you guys next week. No. No God. (laughs) Bye now. Bye.